listen to the brand new season of the Voice of Survival podcast every other Friday right here on the Journey into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com. Following the following journey into comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. Heritage. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Podcastrophy. It is not the Dong Father himself. It is, in fact, the Pod Father Nate here, filling in for one Dick Tyner and his team this week, as Dick is, I think, on some sort of vacation. I'm not really entirely sure what he's doing, but he's not here. So I had to fill in and. I'm sitting here right now, and it's really crazy because I could have picked anybody in the world to have on this podcast today, but I didn't pick anyone. They picked me, and that's the craziest thing. It's a true podcastrophe in that regard, because welcome to the show. Back for the second week in a row, Brando, how's it going? What is up, my dude? How are you? It's great. We haven't done this in a while since like we were in Lafayette together at a wrestling thing. Yeah, yeah. We we did a live uh, thing from North End Pub for Survivor Series. You know that was fun. That was a uh, you know a, a, you know a little bit of a different thing. You know I will say, I will say that I was just a tad bit uncomfortable because I didn't know uh, the actual guests on the second part of it, and I knew nothing about them. And so I sat there, and, you know, and like, you know, normally we would sort of like, you know, shoot to each other or anything like that. But I just sat there kind of watching and like listening. And I, I was truly enthralled by what they were saying. And, you know, and, and you asked some killer questions. And then you're like, Brando, you got anything to add? And I'm just like, I'm not really, dude. <laughs> this is going pretty good. And then they then they picked on me a little bit. Like, why, why are you even here? I'm like, I don't know. No, I tell you, it's funny because you kind of took Dick's role anytime he's been on the LaFeCon stage. Like, hey, Dick, do you have a question for this pointed guest? He's like, nah, I'm just going to sit back here and look cool today. <laughs> so what's good in your world, Brando? I feel like we haven't really caught up in a spell. We haven't, man. It's been a little bit busy. Uh, work's been busy. It's been uh, difficult uh, to do, like, to really schedule anything or, or do anything, like, We've done a few things, but like today, I we took uh, Wyatt to his first movie in the theater. Ooh, what was it? Okay, Toy Story Four. No, no, I'm not paying money to go take him to the theater for the first time. Um, our local theater, uh, Goodrich, you know, they do uh, kid, free kid movies if you're a member for the summer, and all during the week at ten o'clock they have a free kid movie if you're a member. And so we went and saw Lego Movie Two. And, uh, wow. Know, yeah, dude, it, like it was fun. It was fun. 
He, it was interesting. He was into it and also not into it at the same time. <laughs> he wanted to leave. He wanted to go home. He wanted to mess around with his chair. He wanted to do this. He's not used to sitting completely and utterly still for the entire duration of anything. <laughs> Man, he's, what, almost three now, right? He's going to be four at the end of July. Coming up on four, holy shiitake mushrooms. Yeah. So he, I think, you know, Ollie was like three or four when we took him to his first movie. And it, it is intense. It's hard to get them to give a damn about what's happening. They just want to run around. It's a new space. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a new environment. Yeah, he he liked it until it started. And then he uh, was like, I, I, I don't want to sit here. I want to get up. I'm like, no, 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 we got to sit. And then we're able to bribe him with some M&Ms. He didn't want anything yeah. to do with, with the popcorn. I gave him one piece, and he's like, no, I don't want it. Okay, so I ate the popcorn, and then he wanted the popcorn. I said, it's it's all gone, buddy. I, I, you know, Daddy ate it. He goes, but I wanted to try it. I went, you should have said something about an hour ago when I kept trying to give you some. <laughs> yeah, uh, for real. Oh, man. But you know what? Oh, so he made it. He made it all the way through. And he he said a couple of different times today that that he enjoyed it, so uh, maybe not quite ready uh, for a full paid, you know, big time uh, thing. But you know, uh, maybe we can do uh, a matinee or something because we were going to try it before with How to Trade Your Dragon. We were going to do it with Toy Story, but we're like, you know what, a free movie is like the best movie to try and uh, and ease them in on. Yeah, man. I think I was going to ask you uh, how many people were in the theater. Did you did, were there were there a lot of people at all with you guys, or was it pretty much just you guys? No, there was a decent little crowd. Yeah, I mean it wasn't packed, but but it, like it was a good crowd. Sweet. Uh, <clears throat> I, I'm trying to think. Like we plan on taking Ollie to the new Spider-Man next week, and that's going to be interesting. For sure, we took him to the last one when it came out. That was that was his first movie in theaters was Spider Man Homecoming. Awesome. So now to have him go and see Far From Home, he's a little bit older, a lot more. You know, he's like locking into being a small human now, and that's different. Mm-hmm. You know, he has his own personality, a lot of his own opinions, and a very very ugly temper. I mean, yikes. <laughs> yeah, Wyatt threw a probably twenty minute tantrum today because because he was talking back and we got tired of it and every time that we would jump on him or like hey stop talking back he would be like i'm trying to sleep (laughs) like (laughs) you're not gonna get out of this you know (laughs) you're not gonna get out of this just by you know just by saying that so finally when like i i had had enough i said uh I, i didn't even ask like do you want to go to your room? Because you say that, that's the threat. No, I said, get up, we're going to your room. And he's like, he's like, no, I'm trying to sleep. I'm like, you sleep in your room. <laughs> Let's go. And so I, I took him to his room. T- t- typically, we send him in there. Uh, he has not yet transitioned to a toddler bed. We're, we we have one, and we're going to do so. We were waiting until I have some time off. That way, it's we're both here. And both, I easy to do it when you guys are both there and not overwhelm someone, right? Well, like you know, 
or like we he keeps you know waking up or he's not comfortable and so like do it when i don't have to go to work the next day you know that way it doesn't inter- so you can be there to support yeah. him absolutely and well okay so i went in and i set him in and he went to like flop down and i took his pillow away because this isn't like oh you can take a nap time this is you need to correct yourself time and i took that away he goes no i wanted it and then uh i, I went back out and I heard him from the other room, and it sounded like he was taking his head and beating it against the side of his crib. And I'm like, holy crap. So I looked at the monitor, and thankfully he wasn't doing that. He was, like, taking his hands and flailing himself. <laughs> against, oh, God. Uh, and he wasn't even crying. He was just screaming. And then He was so mad at you and didn't know how to elaborate his mm-hmm. anger. That he was flailing and just, ah, ah, ah. So then she gets up, opens opens the door. She goes, are you ready to calm down? He went, no. And then she shut the door and he started screaming all over again. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, Oh, that's funny. Kids are fucking funny, man. They are. But I mean, he's so what trip. else is good in your world? Speaking of kids, <sighs> oh, I I tried to rest my foot up against the wall and, and it slid. No, um, having another one. That's crazy. I uh, congratulations. Do you know if it's a uh, little boy or a little girl yet? It is a boy, and we are not sharing the name. Uh, I'm not sure 100 percent why. It doesn't bother me. Uh, I think. I think this is primarily because she wanted to keep the gender a secret, and I was like very much uh, I wanted to know, uh, mm-hmm. and so I'll, I'll let her have it. I'll definitely let her have it. Uh, so, yep, it's Vegeta. Vegeta. It's totally Vegeta. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely, baby, baby yes. Vegeta Stone. Uh, oh my God, it's a great name, dude. I fucking love it. But uh, yeah, baby brother will be here October twentieth. Around that time. How fitting, dude. Right around your guys' mm-hmm. anniversary. How beautiful, man. Like, truly. And that's a great not thing. Not too close to Wyatt's birthday, about a month after mine, but also, like, not right next to him, like, to Christmas or, uh, like, another major holiday where you would get gifts or anything like that. So, you know. Some specialty lets it breathe. Exactly. You know, it's like, I, I never wanted to have a kid, like, on Christmas or right next to it where you feel like, you know, it's like, well... Uh, here's some presents now, and then here's some presents later, because you know, like not not every parent can you know afford like all out birthday, and then the next week all out Christmas, or even the same day. It's like, can you imagine that kid's like, you know, man, I went to a birthday party and he got all this stuff, and it's like, I gotta kind of like not get so much because I have got Christmas or whatever. So very happy we didn't have that. Damn, that sucks. Uh, I tell you. Well, you could be somebody born on February 29th. You only get a birthday once every four years, man. You don't really get to I celebrate saw, it at all. <laughs> like you're kind of the forgotten uh, yeah, son, right. you know? I saw where old where, where this old woman, she was 100 years old, and she just she celebrated her 25th birthday because she was born on 29th of February. <laughs> Damn. I don't yeah. know if I want to live to be 100, man. That's old. You know, uh, I want to send my... So, you know, send our thoughts 
uh, you know, to Blaine and Blaine's family. I know they just lost uh, his great grandmother, and uh, she, he, you know, I, I talked to him a little bit the other day at work, where, where you know, he's telling me about it, and uh, she was like 94, and was you know, damn, still with it, you know, still with it, and uh, um, like. Like the radical thing that that you know when he was telling me is that, you know, she she died in a car accident. That's or, fucking or crazy. As a result of like she was out driving and got into an accident. It wasn't like, um, you know, like like how old age kind of grips up on you. Like my like my grandma's not even mobile. You know, she's in a wheelchair. Yeah, man. And has been for quite some time. And she's had a couple of strokes. And you know, um living that long it's like it's a it's both a blessing and a curse yeah i mean i think it's a blessing because you get to have the experience of living a long life you know and some people get their lives cut really fucking insanely short Mm -hmm. you look at like the 27 club when it comes to musicians is just kind of a great example of like this talent pool of fucking people who didn't even make it to 30 you know but then you look at being 100 and you're just like, fuck, I have to watch everyone else pretty much I love die before me. Because you're outliving fucking people that are younger than you. You know, for Possibly sure. Possibly outliving your own kids that die of old age. Yes, exactly. That Like, that's fucking crushing. Fuck that. <laughs> Push my ass down some stairs, man. Like, do not... <laughs> you know, like, I don't... I don't mean to be super morose about it, but seriously... If I'm getting to the point where I'm there, just find a nice set of stairs or an escalator and just trip me. Let gravity do the rest, man. It's nothing personal. Yeah. I, I get it. I couldn't imagine that. You know, having kids changes your perspective on a lot of things. And it's like all... all you oh, yeah, because it's not just... Go ahead. Sorry. I, haven't, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I just... It, everything you're doing is, like, for them. And it's to make sure that they grow and that they nurture and you know everything you do is, is within their self-interest you know or you know and with them in mind and then you spend your whole life protecting them even when you know they're out of the house they're on their own you know that 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 instinct to help and do things it's like my dad my dad doesn't have much and he still tries to give me stuff you know and, and I and it, that's what he wants to do. He wants to like, hey, you know, hey, uh, let me buy this for you. And I'm just like, you don't have to, Dad. Let me buy yours. He's like, no. <laughs> yeah, I think that's you know, that's hard reality about parents is like, it is your duty to ensure the survival of this creature you've brought forth to the world. But then it becomes like beyond that, you know, you're like, look, I've put you here and you maybe didn't necessarily want to be here you per se. Maybe you did, you were cool not existing, you know, <laughs> and, uh, it, you know, like I'm going to help you out now because I feel like not necessarily bad, but I feel like parents like that's something I try to explain to people all the time who have who like have guilt about their parents helping them out. I'm like, think about it, man. If your parents are willing to help you like that. It's one of two things. Either they didn't get help when they were younger and they needed it, and this is their way of being like, hey, fucking universe, this is what I needed that would have made me successful. Or B, 
they also got that fucking help from their parents, and you just don't know about it because you know you're not diving into your parents. Hey, Dad, did you borrow fifty grand from Grandma last year? Like, no, you're not asking your dad that fucking question. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it just becomes like. <clears throat> and then another thing, you were talking about how it changes your mental, like your mental. And I just watched a documentary. We talked about it last week on Foodies, but like, there's a documentary called Free Solo. Do you know uh-huh. about it? It's not about Han Solo and their son or any of that shit. Like, it's not anything like that. It's about this guy who's a rock climber, and he decides to climb this rock face in Yosemite that's over 3,000 feet with no ropes, no protection. And it's literally, you slip, you're dead. And he's like, you know, he really, he, and this guy doesn't have, like, a fear receptor in his brain. Like, they test him, and he literally doesn't have any fear response at all. Like, his... Um, I, um, I can't think of the part of your brain, but it's it's just like not firing. Okay, so they're talking and he, and they're like, you know, is there anything that would make you want to like maximize your life expectancy? And he was like, aside from a kid, no. Like, I, if I don't like even even someone who I'm like, and he said something really dark, and it made me laugh. You'll probably appreciate it too. But he's talking to his girlfriend, and he's like, listen, I'm being honest. If I perish. You're going to find someone else. Like, he just straight up says, he's like, if I perish, you're going to go straight out and you'll be finding someone else in no time. It's not a big deal. Like, he's like, but if a kid, he's like, then that's like like a legacy, you know? And, and, and so that's interesting. And that and that really does. It, it changes your, like, fuck, I can't go be reckless anymore because someone else is depending on me. Well, it, it also changes a lot of the things, too, like the kind of decisions that you make monetarily or uh, or, or even the way that you spend your time changes because you know you know according to them like what is best it's like do you want to be the kind of parent that's there or do you want to like because there's so many parents that i know or know of that don't care and that's to me that's sad because i could not or they're so focused on their careers that they miss the moments with their kids yeah and you know i would much rather you know we talked about me working um you go know, through the shutdown. I'm, I'm working uh, to save money so I could take a week off in October for when 2.0 comes in, right? And like, so I'm love it 2.0. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm sacrificing a week now to take one later. I would much rather, and well, I mean, not rather. That's the wrong word. I would love to be taking the full two weeks that I can now, spend time with one on one with Wyatt. And that's why we made it a point to go do something today when I have a day off. Let's go. Let's take him. Let's do something fun that he hasn't done before. You know, next week we're going to go to the Indianapolis Zoo. He, we've never been to that. Uh, the only zoo I've ever been to is St. Louis Zoo. So that'll be a good, okay. you know, so that'll be a good time. Uh, but, uh, sure. you know, try and take this time that we can to spend time with him alone because that is forever going to change come October. True. And, and, you know, and another thing that, you know, you, you don't even really anticipate and and as Ollie is growing up, I'm seeing it too, but his independence, he doesn't want to be home as much. He's starting to have friends and go do things. You know, he wants to ride his bike down to the neighbor's house and there's hours where we're home without him and whatnot. And that's different. It really is a new experience. So you guys are going to have this dynamic where you're almost to the point where you're going to get your little one to kind of start having his own little social life and 2.0 is going to show up, and it's like, okay, the dynamic shifts just a little mm-hmm. bit. 
you know? But it's going to be great, because Wyatt's going to be a great big brother, obviously. He's a loving little dude. Like, you guys are an amazing family, so it's 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 just, you know, and I know that's something you guys had always talked about, at least two, maybe three, I think, at one point you had told me, but I don't know if that's the case. Not anymore. anymore. Not anymore. No. <laughs> two is it. Two is it. I'm done. I'm stopping. No, I am getting fixed, uh, for, for sure. <laughs> for sure, yeah, you're like... Uh, it's all me. Way to be responsible. You're like, I'm getting snipped, well, I, yo. Taking one I am not going to ask her to do that. That's so much more invasive and much more of a recovery time than it is for me. Totally. You know, it, totally. It would take me like a couple of days if I'm back at 100%. And would, you know, we don't need her with a four-year-old hyperactive four-year-old sometimes bouncing off the walls and then a newborn and then have to be dealing with, you know recovery time and she's already dealing with recovery from having a baby so yeah man it's never ending never ever 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 ending so brandon what's up what what else is up what's uh we're in the catch-up mode yeah, here. uh man uh not much really i mean i'm, I'm reorganizing the game room i got rid of the futon that that hard as nails futon that you slept on a few times um Man, me and that futon were old ass friends, bro. I know, and you know, unfortunately, I got rid of it. It just kind of sat back here. It was taking up space, and I had, you know, when I moved, when I when I got the laptop uh, last August or September, and um, the deal that we got on that was awesome. You know, we got the laptop, we got the extra monitor, and uh, I got set up with you know my very own you know streaming setup essentially because that's what I wanted to start doing. And um, I didn't have anywhere else to put it, so I took the the old entertainment center out of the game room and put this, put the the old desk there, and then I had to squeeze my retro stuff up in the corner. So I, it's been since September or, or August since I've ever even touched any of that stuff because I because oh, it was just squished, and I I was very squished. I was very claustrophobic. Um, I got a green screen for the stream that had to be uh, at times right up against my chair. And so like I had no available room to squeeze around it. I just was like sucking it in, you know, trying to <laughs> squeeze by. And then the door's right there. Get in there. You know, and then the door's right there too. So it was just like, I got to get rid of this futon. And thankfully a coworker uh, uh, bought a house and was looking for some furniture. And I said, uh, so you, look, you want some pretty cheap furniture? He goes, and he's like, well, you know, as long as it's not ruined or anything like that, you know, as long as it's salvageable, like, good. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a futon. It's free. He goes, well, hell, I'll take free. <laughs> so I took it apart and even took it over to his house and put it together for him. Um, that way I wouldn't just be giving him the parts and saying, yeah, best of luck to you. <laughs> um, Figure it out, bro. Good luck. No. Went ahead and did it myself and uh, got it out of here. And I just started a couple days ago moving stuff over to the like you can see this now on camera but uh right where it was you know it's where it's against that way i got all this room behind me i can get up i can move i can't move around right now i've got the old red chair right here and then we just bought some lawn chairs good old red chair yeah the old red chair i got we, we bought some new lawn chairs for the back so that those are in here right now but maybe tomorrow because i don't have anything planned tomorrow can finally get the. I'm gonna bring the old entertainment center back in here to put the HDMI systems I'm not hooking up to stream back up over there. That way I can sort of like as I knock over my PS4 controller with my foot. 
<laughs> I can have some more room in here uh, to just just to do anything, man. But yeah, uh, did uh, you know, got this going on? Uh, man, let's go. Oh, August, gonna go see Demons and Wizards. Fuck, that's crazy. <clears throat> got tickets for Chicago. You'll have to I tell me how that is. Chuck that's going to be Podcast amazing. Stone. Wow. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, we don't know on that yet. He's still. He's going to keep me up up to task on that. Um, it's funny because he, you know, he hits me up. and Goes, hey. I mean, it's been like maybe like right after the tickets were on sale, and he's like, hey, are you going? I'm like, yeah. I had to sell stuff at the time to order to buy a ticket but I, I did because tickets were like after the fees and everything it was like 60 bucks and uh, damn yeah uh, the way I see it though like when are they ever how often are they ever going to tour you know true that the last time they toured was 2000 and that was like a handful of shows and so like it's like a once in a lifetime possibly like opportunity to see them and I'm like, yeah, no, I have to go. And he's like, he's like, well, I'm thinking of going. Um, like, could I meet you in Indy? And I'm like, uh, I can't get work off that day. I can get work off the next day. I can call in. But that day, I have to work until I'm done. And then I'm going to, you know, skip on up there like I, you know, like I've done in the past. And then so we're so, so we were kind of talking about that. He goes, yeah, I would love to see it. He goes. He goes, hopefully I can go with you. We can get backstage. And I went, ah, yeah, I bet you can. <laughs> I bet you can. <laughs> Shit, dude. I, uh, oh, man. Yeah, I ordered the vinyls uh, for the re-releases. Um, I've, I, I got the smoke ones from Century Media. And they just shipped out today. So wow. hopefully I have them by next week. It's funny, you know, to talk about, you were talking a minute ago about your game room kind of being in disarray a little bit. The comic room also was in disarray. Really, our whole house was in fucking disarray, man. We've just kind of been getting an influx of stuff. There, you know, like, we had some stuff gifted to us and whatnot, and it's just like, too many things, not enough space. So we have been, over the past couple weeks, doing this big overhaul, redid the whole comic room and everything. I'm actually on the love seat that is also a sleeper, that's in the comic room now, and the Darth Vader chair is gone. She peaced out. Really? Uh, didn't so, want to work anymore? Uh, it really wasn't that so much. It's just that it never got used. Like, I wasn't in here like that, ever reading comics like that. It just, I, I wanted to use this space for something different, and that chair was never easy to podcast in anyways. Like, I always was making noise, you know, sitting on it. You know? I was like, okay, well, that's not going to work, so... We put it in the garage, and uh, I guess Sarah's mom's going to take it because it was her dad's anyways, you know. It's like, fucking makes sense. Oh, but, hey. Hell yeah. But now we got everything in fucking order and shit, and then we've had, you know, I'm not really probably going to talk too much about this without, you know, breaking down. I don't really want to do that here. We had a pretty hard week this week. We lost Cat. That was really not something I ever expected to live through or go through in, this, in the way I did, so... Um, that was rough, but uh, getting on the other side of things, man. I'm just trying to feel feel better. The universe has been really kind to me as of late. Like a lot of things are 
there's a lot of resolution, I guess is the way to say it. I've had a lot of things resolve in a really positive way. So yeah. I'm just trying to take everything with like a, well, at least things are looking up there, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. And you know, it's never easy losing a pet. I mean, especially one you've had for like 14 years at that point, it's like, you know, family member at that point, you know? And yeah, that's never, that, that, that's never easy. Uh, you know, I, I remember the, you know, you know, like the little squeaker and, you know, she was always very loving towards me and everything. So. Yeah, man, it was just, uh, and the th- I think the thing that gets me if I'm, if I'm trying to not like be too retrospective about it, but like it happens so fucking fast. It was, she was fine and then no, and it was 12 hours and counting and we didn't have cam anymore, you know, and that was, uh. It was hard. It really, that was, yesterday was like the hardest day I've probably lived ever. I mean, I took that, I mean, I took that loss, and I was actually just talking to Veronica about this. To me, that loss for for losing our cat Cammie was emotionally more, like, painful to me than when my uncle died last year. You know, and that's weird, because, like, my uncle's a human person. I got to fucking have awesome conversations with him, you know, and Mm -hmm. had... A lot of cool memories, but the reaction to his death was nothing compared to how I'm feeling. Yeah. You know, maybe it's because I was in the epicenter of it and actually had to like be there and witness it happen. But um, it's just we- it's just weird how that works. You know, grief is a funny bitch. Yeah, I mean, uh, in a way, I can kind of see it. Like, I mean, yeah, he's your uncle, man. He's your blood. But then it's like, here's this almost like like a child uh, you know almost that kind of connection you you love and you nurture this yeah. animal and it reciprocates and there's and I might have and I might have said this to you uh, yesterday when you messaged me that nothing will show you the most unconditional love like compared to an animal compared to a pet because there's no BS there absolutely you know, there's there 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 is no biasy. There is no, uh, you know, there there's that simple connection, and you know that that's that kind of level of connection. You know, up like I I hear a lot of dog owners talk about that. You know, like they really feel like they're a one and connected with their animal, like like it's a kid, and that's a very you know a very good comparison. Um, and I can see why that would be different for you. Yeah, man, it was it was tough. I'm uh, like I said, I'm just trying to be grateful for all the good sides of things, man. She got to live a dope ass life. She had she loved a lot of people. She loved you. I mean, every person that came into this house got the cami treatment. She is a very special kind of cat. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and and we got to give her a lot of good years when she was an abused animal when Sarah found her. Right. So. It's, you know, to look at that situation and be like, that cat might not have lasted another year if that didn't happen and and would have died at like three years old instead of living to be fucking 17 or 18 years old, you know? Exactly. Oh, yeah. So, you know, just trying just trying to keep positive. I don't want to sit here and be a bummer all episode, but that's, uh, that's like the most recent uh, shocking information that's happened in my world. So. Yeah, dude. I mean... Stuff like that, I mean, it could really hit you. I remember when my dog, uh, Jazzy, died. 
and it was like felt like it was very sudden very sudden that they found the tumor and then it was like oh crap she has a tumor oh and then it was like it's gonna cost this you know this much to operate and if we don't she's only got this much time and it was like or we could just you know go ahead and put her down and it was like i mean you don't really have that kind of same conversation about people you know like well you know we found this cancer uh <laughs> Grandma here's got this cancer. Well, here's the thing, you know, you, you know, I mean, you got this cancer. We could treat it, but it's going to cost you seventeen million dollars. So we can either do that, or if you don't, you're going to die a slow, agonizing death, or we can just kill you right here today. You know, like, and, and of course they're not going to say it like that, but that, but it, like in, in, in a weird way, that's how a lot of things are dealt with with animals and. Um, so yeah, uh, it, it was ironic that right at the beginning of summer I got you know I I found the cat in Rob's car and then got to keep the cat even though my mom didn't want to keep the cat and then later on she was grateful and that that we kept the cat because you know it was like just by the end of the summer Jazzy was gone. Somebody needed to fill that void, man. Yeah. And now and now that cat's gone. Um, I can't. I think it was last year. Yeah, last year that cat passed. Man. Yeah, man. Uh, It was just like I said. Everybody deals with uh, animal deaths differently and stuff. And um, I think that some people have guilt because they look at it the wrong way. They're like, "Oh shit! I could have done this. I could have done that. I could have done this." And it's like. Coulda, woulda, shoulda, man. You got to give this creature a life and affection and let it have a, you know, a safe space, essentially. A good place to just live out its final days. Like, there's no greater gift you could give an animal. Absolutely. I agree. Oh, man. So... What else, you know, I think we should probably just hit the elephant in the room. Do you want to just hit the elephant in the room, Brando, do this old style? Yeah. Yeah, man, let's go You've for been it. away for a minute. You've been away for... Have I? Have I? Has it really been that long? Like a year. A year. Change. Man. We've not officially done a podcast like this. We did the the awesome, you fucking saved my skin. I'm, I'm so, still so grateful for that, that you came and helped me with Survivor Series. Because I got a little in over my head, like I thought I had it all mapped out, and then it was like a lot of ideas got thrown at me, and I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, shit. So, yeah, man. Uh, there was a changing of the tide last year. Yeah. And you decided to step down from the Journey into Comics Network, and, you know, I love you, and I respected your choice then, and I don't think I was shitty to you about it. At least I hope I wasn't. No, um, no. But yeah, man, go ahead. It was an issue, okay? And I want to I want to be careful because I don't want to disparage anybody that was involved with that. I, I really don't. Because totally. because, you know, not everyone is here to tell their side. The the only thing that I can tell you is how I felt. Because that's what sure. that's what happens when when you're working or you're doing a project like this with people who are your friends, who are close that are like damn near brothers like we have been for years, you know, we, we, we've been in a band together, 
and then we weren't, and then we were back in the band together, and then we weren't, and then we start, you know, then you started the podcast that came on board. We formed an awesome network, and then uh, the more people you bring in, uh, that that are close knit, that are friends, and you might have things happen that 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 that, that can affect that, and that's kind of what happened, you know. Um, basically, we had a show that decided to leave the network. And for whatever reason, I'm not going to fault. I'm not going to, again, I'm not taking sides on this at all. There was. A, yeah, no, you're just giving your perspective. No worries. There was a lack of communication. 100%. Okay. Um, the only thing that I will say, and I have always been straight up with you. I've never held anything back from you. If I, I calls it like I sees it and, I, and I'm going to give you just one piece of advice. And I said it then and I'll say it now. Never again do business over text. Texting, Word. texting, you assume tone of voice. If you're already agitated when you read something, you te- you can take it that way. I'm not saying that's what you did. Totally. I'm not saying that's what they did. I'm saying things happened. Things were said and things may have been interpreted the wrong way. You either need to do like we're doing right now, face-to-face, even if we're not in person. Get on FaceTime. We all have it. You know, get on there. And it is 2019. Yes, you know that was a thing that, like, I remember telling you at some point, and this is probably like two years ago. You know, uh, communication over text was kind of like lacking. I thought, and I'm like, we need to talk more. And we would spend a half hour to an hour before or after we recorded the show just talking about either our lives or even this. That way, you and me were on the same page. And uh, so when that show decided to leave, things happened. Things that were, seen, things were said and people got upset. And uh, one, of the, well, one of those hosts of that show, their, their, their spouse happens to be my best friend and co-host of my show. And drama and you know, things happen, you know. So like, I did get upset. I was upset because I didn't know. I was upset because it was just like, oh, hey, this is the way it is, you know? And I'm like, whoa, 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 where was I? Dude, can nobody call me? Can nobody text? I've just been, I'm sitting here like in the chair watching, you know, bullshit YouTube videos and, and all of a sudden I'm finding it out. But it was, so then I, I, I started doing like, okay, what happened? You know, uh, yeah. oh, away from the text because I guess at some point in the text I got very quiet and I just stopped responding. I wanted to find out what happened. The the real shitty part of it is is that there was a two very important texts that I didn't get until the next day after work that were sent that night. And that changed my entire perspective. When I left work that day, I was going to go talk with my friends to just find out what happened. And I, I had already talked to my co-host, and he was talking to me like I already had already read those texts because he thought I had, and I hadn't. Oh. And he, you know, he grew uncomfortable with the network and didn't want to be a part of my show anymore, of our show. And he was never going to ask me to leave. He wasn't going to do that. He was yeah. like, I'm going to take myself out of the equation. I, I don't want to be. I don't want to be a negative. And so I went over to his house 
you know, basically like I read everything, I saw everything, and I'm just like I'm at that point where like all this stuff is happening and I there's nothing I can do. Like, you know, I start thinking what like if somebody could have just texted me, called me something. You know, this is just something that it, it turned from a snowball into an avalanche so fast. Yeah, and to interject, I just a lot of that is me being so green at running something like this and seeing every moment is something so precious. And um, you know, and I, I've I've definitely learned from this, Brando. I mean, one thing I definitely take away from what happened last year is that I had to grow and that had to happen to help me see how to run this better and be more fluid and be more understanding. I wasn't understanding. We started this thing, everybody got in on it, and I was like, oh, we've got this fucking good thing. I want to keep a good thing going. So when I thought cogs were flying out and maybe that was misunderstood again, they weren't flying out as far as I thought, I took offense. Like, what the fuck? We were building this. Mm -hmm. Why did that happen? And 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 I definitely like uh, lost myself a little bit. Well, in in that moment, I know you had some issues, the personal issues, as you said, your uncle, I I think was sick. I don't I don't think he had passed yet. Uh, no, but I, I I do know that leading up to it, there was some lack of communication. I tried texting you about an issue a week before, didn't get an answer about that at all. Um, I wasn't angry. I was just like, hey, you know, we got some people who are getting upset and, you know, let's kind of address this. And essentially what it boils down to is I sat there with them and talked to them and like, I need to talk to you. Like now that I've heard them and I, and I hear them and, you know, my show's dead at that point. Um, in, in my mind, the show's dead because that show, it, and it, it, and I've never lied about this. I've said this on Journey to Comics so many different times. Yeah. As much as I love doing JIC, JIW, any podcast I've ever done with you, it's always great. Dude, we connect on such a level that is very hard to replicate. And totally. Like, but the gaming show, Game Addicts Podcast, it's a show I've always wanted to do even before I linked up with you. And maybe I didn't know what that show was. Yeah, it's your baby, man. It's, you know, maybe I didn't know what that show was or what what kind of face it was going to have or anything, but that was it. And then there's the one guy who, it was so easy to talk to. It was so easy to joke about. It was so easy to make fun of each other. It was just, we had such a good, and it was just, I'm like, we need to hit the record button. Like, that's all we need to do. And, you know, and, and you know, and you get the nerves out and just make it to where, just like how me and you did JIC, and it got to a point where that, you know, that record button meant nothing. And that record button just meant that it's just being captured and everybody else gets to hear this funny ass, weird ass shit that we talk about on a weekly basis. That was it. And, um, so when he decided to pull himself away, you know, I didn't even begin to think about like, well, well, well what's next? I, I, I thought my show's dead. My, my heart had been pulled out and he didn't intentionally do that. He was just looking after himself and he was trying to not make everybody else uncomfortable. I totally get that. 
He was not asking me to choose. He was not asking me to do anything. He, he had no idea because I, I was gut-wrenched. I was upset. I was angry. I was frustrated. And I was heartbroken. And when you, when you experience human emotion and you have a lot of that, you know, a lot of that could come from grief. Um, so I got home and I, I remember I was just outside here and Wyatt was playing on the, on the swing set. And I went to text you and I said, dude, we need to talk. And I'm not. I want you to know I'm not angry with you, and I hold no I, I hold no ill, Ill feelings. But but this was like we need to talk, legit, you know. And you said I can't right now. I'm busy. And had we have talked, I don't know where my mind where where we would have been. I, I don't know, because because that never happened. But all I knew is that. I was in a not I was in a very bad place mentally and could not I essentially and and this is going to sound selfish and and I don't really mean for it to but essentially I had something that as you said was my baby that I've nurtured that I've tried to grow into its own brand and had it taken away from me without any indirect contact like that wasn't my decision and I could have easily said, okay, see you, buddy. I'm going to go do the show with somebody else. That wasn't the mindset, though. Like, that show was always like, that's us. If he wants to leave in a much better light, if he decides, hey, man, I'm going to step away from this and I want you to, to continue doing it, um, that's, a different, totally. that's a different story, you know. In this situation, the sh my, my show is dead. My, the thing that I loved doing was dead. And, like, I needed to talk to you. And, unfortunately... Uh, you were not there, and for, I mean, and I'm not, and I'm not again. I'm not faulting you, because we all have lives, do we? All have families. We all, we all have stuff going on. And so I'm like, I made like that's when I made the decision right there in that backyard. I said that I, that I've got to step away. I got to get away, because essentially, like, I, I I couldn't even conceive. I couldn't even conceive in that point of. How could I continue doing any of this with a with a mind of it being fun, with a mind of it like just like it was like right at the very beginning when when I'm when I'm feeling all these feelings and then you know you said okay I totally get you you know you need to tell the others and I did um, I don't think I did a very good job of explaining myself over text um, because I just I, I was having such a hard time even vocalizing everything that I was feeling because it was a mixture of everything um, I was gut-wrenched and so I I told my co-host that, that, that I left and he was shocked floored and uh, he was like so you're not you're not gonna be involved anymore and I'm like I can't right I, I can't man like this, this whole thing, just like that, 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 that's not, you know, how I want, I want it, I, I want us to be, I want us to grow and I want us to build something, but I also want us to have fun and I don't want this to get in the way of anything. And I'm like, and, and, and then also I, I don't want to be in a situation where, you know, something that I'm doing that is somewhat separate gets affected by that. And it's like, without, without my, you know, complete and 
you know, input on that. And it just it seemed like it was taken away. And then he goes, he goes, I, I goes, I, I wanted, I didn't want to make anything weird. I didn't want to be involved. He goes, I was not going to make you do that. He goes, but if you're not going to be involved, I want you to know, I still want to do the show with you. I didn't leave because I didn't want to do the show with you. I leave because I didn't want you to feel uncomfortable uh, going forward. And I said, I appreciate that. And I said, but I don't know where I'm at right now. So like, let me think about it because now, now he's telling me that we can continue the show. And I'm like, well, uh, let me, let me get over emotionally roller coaster this back. Well, up. It, well, and it's like on one hand, that's a relief, but on the other hand, like that, that, you know, he didn't leave because of me or because of my lack of involvement or because, or because I was sleeping or whatever. Um, uh, but like that felt good. But at the same time, it was like, like I'd already like had started grieving the loss of everything, everything crumbled. And so I thought about it for a little while. I discussed it with my wife and a few other people that were not in that, that, that are that even with, uh, with, uh, Blaine and Tyler from, from, from this show, Podcastrophe. I, I, I discussed it with them and, um, I would say by the weekend, I had kind of I, I had decided that I wanted to continue podcasting and I wasn't going to let this one thing uh, stop it because I because of this because of you bringing me in I fell in love with this medium and this medium gives everybody a voice no matter how experienced you are or not if you have a cell phone you have the capability to podcast and your voice can be heard. And I fell in love with that. I fell in love. It's almost like the indie scene or like, you know, here's like, yeah. because you have the big timers, the big leagues, but then you have all these other small ones and these ones you never hear of. And some, a lot of these podcasts are just so good. And it's like, we all are part of that together. And I, and, and I did want to stop. And I remember, I think I texted you. I can't remember when I think it was, might've been Friday. And I wanted to talk to you again about what had happened. And, 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 and I wanted you to hear it from me. You know, I, I didn't want, you know, Blaine or Tyler to tell you what I was feeling. Because that's not fair. That's not fair to us. That's not friend, the fair to our relationship or to our friendship. And, uh, you know, you were pretty racked emotionally. You had a lot, you know, this whole stuff had done its toll on you. Uh, just as it did with me. And you really, you know, quite, weren't quite ready yet. And, 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 I, and I totally got that and respected that. Uh you might find this to be kind of funny, but in those in, in those moments before I talked to him about, and, and he said that we could continue, I, I thought about how I was going to kill the show. I've never told this story publicly. I can't wait to hear this. Okay, so I don't know if you had ever listened to episode 79 of our podcast. But it was called uh, Gaming Pickups Revisited Three. Yeah, you were doing. It was like one of the last ones you did before Game Addicts became a show. Well, um, no, well, like like the videos that was from the YouTube that right. you were revisiting. Right, right, right. Well, okay, so like, cause, um. I'm a fan. I'm a fucking fan of Game Addicts podcast. I listen every single Thursday. Don't you think I don't? So the, there was the the episode. Uh, because that was before that was Tyler and Blaine, and I'm like, 
in my mind, I'm like, I, I didn't want, I mean, I took like two weeks. I did not want to podcast, um, for a while. And I, I sat back here and I remember back, I, I texted you. I said, Hey, I'm back here working and I want to talk. And you're like, Hey man, just had a busy weekend. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm open to text though. And I'm like, that's cool, dude. But text is not going to convey the emotions I have. You know, you may read them yeah. one. I may, I, I may type them one way, but you may not read them that way. And I'm like, dude, we just, we need to fucking talk. We need to hear each other. We need to. You need you. You need to be able to hear the tone of my voice and the way that I'm saying things. Um. But but before I was working on that, my uh, I wanted to do this thing where I didn't host the show. Solid Snake did, and I worked really hard. Huh. I made the episode sound like a call by by degrading the sound. Uh, the uh, the sound quality. I changed the bit rate of the, of the sound quality down to make it sound like it was like an old like a codec call. Uh, I, I I took the background music. I I took the call sound. I took I, I took the pickup sound, and then the background level music from Metal Gear to make it sound like it's actually an actual codec call. And then I would have him come in, say something, and then he would hang up, and that would be the little like hang up noise, and then it would play the next clip. So my my idea to kill the show was that he would get caught at the end, <laughs> like he's sitting there, <laughs> he's sitting there watching all these YouTube videos in a box, <laughs> and, he, and he's like, "Yeah, that was pretty good, you know, this podcast. I mean, it's come a long way, huh?" And all of a sudden you're, "Ring, who's there? What? Damn!" And then you hear just like gunshots, and then. <laughs> and then snake 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 and, and then the last thing on the podcast you'd ever hear would be the, the metal gear solid game over uh, sound that was it that's how and that's how i actually still made the episode uh that was supposed to be the death of the podcast and then uh see because the idea is that okay so so let's rewind this just a little bit further back because um, I want to talk about March. You remember March? Yeah, March was... You almost actually stepped away then. I overreacted to that, and that's my fault. I own that. Well, no, I mean, I don't think there's any fault, man. I think that, honestly, I put myself in your shoes when you told me. We had that whole drive into Chicago when we went to Bottom Lounge to see Ice Earth, you know, right after it happened. And it was, like, everything you told me, if it was me in those same positions and the people I cared about were saying that about me, it would make me question myself, too. And I would fucking react how you reacted. So, and it was shocking. And I think, you know, honestly, just to quickly slide this one last thing, and it's going to tie the last part we were just talking about in. I think that's why it was so easy for me to just understand where you were when you said you were stepping away in April. Because it was just like, I, I, I think maybe part of me less thought that necessarily everything I had done or, or how I reacted to that situation necessarily was your the sole reason you were leaving. It was just like one of many reasons well, and that it accumulated. What I want to, like, I really did a lot of thinking uh, when I took the week off. 
because we actually talked about it just a little bit before everything went down. And, and what I was told, essentially, is that you're not happy anymore. Like, that is the abridged version. And I'm like, you know, thinking, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm not happy. Like, I'm, I am happy. And she's like, you just don't seem yourself. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And, and, and it's like, how do you uh, communicate to that, to someone who you love? It's like, you don't seem happy. Like, that's such a difficult thing, and there's no easy way to do it. And I don't fault my wife for telling me the way that she did, even though it could have been better. Yes, or, I mean, that's splitting hairs at this point. That, the idea is, is that I reacted in such a way that it was, I was in denial. It was like, almost like an addict. It's like, you're telling me that something, that I'm doing something way too much and it's having an adverse effect on me. It's like, fuck you. Who are you to tell me what I'm having fun doing? You know? <laughs> Fine then. Fine. Fuck this. I'll quit. I'll leave. No, I don't want you to do that. It's like, because I have that kind of mentality of like, you know, I'm all in or I'm nothing. Uh, I'm not going to do something half-assed. I, I, I hate phoning it in, absolutely, even though there was quite a few uh, Attack of the Yawns episodes where I felt like maybe I did phone it in on the old GIC. But, uh, uh, man, it just, when I took that week off, it really put it into perspective. It's like I'm hosting two weekly shows. I have one bi-weekly show. I did um, four, no, six Avengers reviews. It was like I was constantly doing something. I was enjoying what I was doing, and that's the thing. You can actually love what you're doing and still be unhappy doing it and not realize that you're not happy. Not until you actually take a good look in the mirror and think about everything. And it's not that I was unhappy podcasting. I fucking love podcasting. But I was putting everything I had into the podcasting. I was putting everything I was having into my marriage and into my, you know, uh, being a father and in my family life. Nothing was going to suffer, goddammit, you know. If I was going to put more work on myself to have, you know, for my hobby, nothing was going to suffer. And, and, and it didn't. But it stretched you too thin. But, but you know what did suffer? Me. Yeah. Because you know what I didn't have time to do anymore? Any of the other, uh, any of the other things that I enjoyed doing? Veg out, play games, do nothing. I host a podcast about games, and I don't have time to play games. I was talking more about You're spending more time. Yeah, I, I was spending more time talking about games, and I was playing games. And it was like it wasn't until I I, I I took a step away and thought about it, like you know what, she's right, and I'm wrong in this situation. I do need to fire, try and find a way. So, you know, before I left. I was trying to find a way uh, to level the playing field. And, and, and we talked about that with JIW and trying to do something with that. Because I was going because I was getting ready to go away anyway for the season. And we were going to keep it going until then. And then after that, figure out what we were going to do for the next season. Uh, to try and lessen the load a bit. And I was, uh, at that point, in my mind, going to take part in less bonus stuff. I mean... Because I'd already committed in starting a bonus thing with Tyler and wanted to do that still. But at the same time, it was like, all right, got to find balance. Right? 
We have to, have to find balance. And then the whole thing in April happened. And I, and I left. And it was like two months later, sometime in July. And I'm like, thinking back on it, and I'm like, the first thing that I did when I left the podcast was play God of War. Because you needed the game. But, like, I had the time. I I wasn't podcasting. I wasn't doing anything. And I played God of War. And that, and that fucking game, like, that fucking game is amazing. And it was an experience. And I'm like, it, 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 it was an even more wake-up call that I, 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 that I was stretched too thin. And that I did overreact. And I also, like, I want you to know that, you know, my decision in April to leave, it, it, it wasn't so much as part of, of, like, of the March thing. I felt like, I felt like I had lost something and there was, like, like, everything was spiraling out of control and there were casualties, you know. And I... It's like Infinity War in this motherfucker, well, I bro. I felt like, I, yeah, I didn't... People got snapped away real fast. It just happened. I didn't want to stay and be bitter or angry about losing something that I really cared about. Because my co-host is one of my deepest friends. We've gone through so much. Not, not too dissimilar to a lot of stuff that you and I have gone through on a personal level. We, 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 we have connected... Even in this past year, it, 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 there is, there's a bond. We are very close, and I didn't want to see him hurt, you know. Um, but you know, also is like, like this whole thing was just it was a tidal wave, and I also didn't want that to come back. I didn't want you know you to feel like I was resentful because. I didn't want to be that guy that stuck around and was still mad about it four months later. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, holding a grudge, but you don't really ever say there's a grudge, but you can tell there's definitely a grudge. Yeah, and I didn't want that. I didn't want, you know, to be fair, to be honestly fair, like, everything that surrounded this, like, the only part of it that affected you and I was my departure. And... Like, that just sucks. That just really sucks because it's not that I think about, um, like, like the what ifs or anything like that. Cause I, cause, because I, I really don't too much. I still kind of think I made the right decision at the time, given the circumstances. Given the way things kind of drawn out because, you know, you, you, you can't tell you and you can't say what would have happened had we have had a chance to actually talk about it back then. Um... I, I know that, like, like I wanted to talk to you so fucking bad. And, like, I do know that Blaine and Tyler heard my voice. And they, and, you know, it's like, when you, when you, it's like when you want to tell somebody how you feel so bad and you're unable to, so then you end up venting, right? Yeah. Uh, I know they got that. And I had to, you know, there, there, there were times I had to stop and I said, look, I don't want you to think that I am like super pissed 
because or 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 have hatred because I don't. It might sound like that because I'm just so frustrated that I can't get this out. Like yeah, and there's only one person I can get it out to that means anything, and that's you. And so I am so glad because because the wrestling thing I wanted to talk to you about it in private, but we never really got a chance to do that. There was a lot of stuff going on, a lot of people around, and I wanted to like get away, go outside, hang out. I, I, I wish I could have smoked with you and just fucking talked about this shit. I wish I could smoke with you now and talk about that this shit. Um, because, like, I feel like, number one, first and foremost, dude, I love you and I always have. You're, like, you're a fucking brother dude, to my me. my brother, I love you too, man. You're a fucking brother to me and you, and you always will be. Despite anything that, like, I don't, I want you to know I don't, I'm not angry. I'm not upset. I'm, I'm just sad. I'm sad, and it it sucks that everything happened the way that it did. And uh, like the only thing that I really regret the most is like the hurt feelings that came out from it, because I know for a fact, and no one ever told me this, no one ever hinted at this, but there's no way that me leaving that whole thing didn't hurt. Like feelings wise, and I regret that. Nah, but you can't regret it, Brando. Let me tell you something. This is I'm glad we're talking about this because this is how motherfucking podcasting works. This is us getting the realest shit out there. This behind the scenes that people don't really get. You leaving as much as it hurt me, and it was I knew it wasn't personal though. See, that's one thing that like, okay. Your co-host and the situation that caused all of this happening, which was honestly, if I look back on it to this day, I still think it was a big miscommunication. I think mm-hmm. what was intended and what was said was totally off the mark from what was meant to happen. And if things would have just been talked about a little bit sooner, this could have been avoided, but it wasn't, and that's okay. I can't, you can't go back on it. It's fine. Life moves on, and you know what? All the shows that came out of that are still intact as far as I know. Like, that's a great thing, Mm -hmm. you know? People still love podcasting. That's the only reason I wanted to get people to do this, dude, was for the love of podcasting. I don't care if they're on my network. I'm glad they have an outlet where their voices are heard. That's that's a fucking gift to me. But what, what more than you leaving caused me to retrospectively look at that, you know, I didn't take it personal with you. But it forced me to become more creative and work my way out of a situation because I was all, you know, I got locked in on this thing, man. I told you, and I don't know why it happened, but the every show, every, a show every single day of the week thing, once we got on that train, it was just like I wanted to ride that motherfucker like a fucking unicorn into fucking war, you know, <laughs> like and just see how far we could take it. And, hey, 18 months without missing a day. I can say that I went a year and a half with our whole network, and even when you guys, when all that happened, we didn't skip a fucking beat. I just, I just had other people I knew who wanted to get involved that I could be like, "Hey, now's your chance. Do you want it?" And it spawned new shows, man. I mean, your departure is like the genesis of so many cool things that that are in your honor in a lot of ways, man. They they pay homage to you as a person without even being directly... I mean, you've got a show like Crucial Tunes that exists. It's a music fucking podcast, man. We always talked about having that. 
a show like Kids for Sale exists. Also, you're a dad. You get that life. You understand where that's coming from. Adulting ain't easy. All the same. So, uh, it also allowed me to realize that, like, like, I got caught up in a whirlwind. And this is, I'm again, super glad we're talking about this. Because it was like, the thing in April happened. You guys left. We had a pretty abysmal May. Like, my May was just feeling all that and trying to recover. And then June hit, and Rob quit the band. And now I'm like, I've lost not just one, but two of my fucking best friends. Right in, like, no time, dude. And I feel like the universe is punishing me, and I'm just like, what in the fuck? And I learned in this that the universe doesn't throw anything at us that we can't handle, right? Mm -hmm. And that you just have to fucking persevere through it and just and just march on. And you know, here's the beautiful thing. You and I are reconciling on this level. We've already, I mean, we talk all the time. We still text each other. Literally, I don't think we've stopped for more than like maybe a week or two from texting each other since you left. But like recently we reconciled with Rob too and he's coming around again. And a lot of these people that have been in and out of my life have come back and been like, hey, like it's all good. And like that's what I was telling you, man. There's a lot of resolution lately and it's it's been like I feel like everything happens for a reason. Like I'm all I can always say that I'm always on time and that the universe was meant to have us go through this rough patch. Just like we did with the band, man. It's just a show and a test of our fucking friendship. Yeah. Like, who has a fucking stronger friendship, man? Yeah. Oh. And is it on me 100% that we didn't have a sit-down conversation? But I was scared. Brando, let me tell you what. I thought you harbored a lot of resentment towards me because I thought I did kill your show. And I was I hurt a lot for thinking about the damage I did to your psyche because I felt like I took this thing away from you. Well, I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was, and you know when when he when he told me that you know I, I don't want to be a part of the whole network thing. I don't want you know. He's like, this won't. None of that can happen if it's just me and you. He goes, because I can talk to you right here, right face to face, and tell you how I feel, and you'll tell me how you feel, and that's the end of it. There's nobody else involved. He goes, we don't have to be at anybody else's mercy. And I'm like, you're right. And, you know, like our plan, because he took time off uh, from the podcast before all this happened. And he has had several, He's he had a really bad physical thing. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know. Uh, they pretty much, they had to do a big operation on him. He It, it was physical. It was mental. It was He's not a grueling. He's not necessarily a spiritual guy, but I feel like his spirit was down. Uh, he was also going through yeah. a lot of professional work stress at the time, so he was getting hit on all fronts. And the last thing he wanted to do was to make special time to do a podcast. And I, dude, I totally get that. And in fact, I I made the decision then, if you remember, to go bi-weekly to help out with my own thing as well. I'm like, I'm gonna listen to the impact on me. He he. That means I'll have to do less episodes without him. And we were already planning on picking it back up for E3 that year, last year, and hitting it hard. Like, we were going to be like, <clears throat> re-energize, let's go, let's kick this thing's ass. Uh, be so cool to get back to it. And then this whole thing happened. And then I remember, like, you know, he started, like, getting, like, psyched up. You know, like, 
And then he goes, we can do it this week. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold up. Hold your horses. <laughs> I'm like, look, like, I am still not ready yet. I'm like, I already have an idea for 75.9. Like I said, it was the best of thing. I'm like, let's do 80. 80 is a round number. Um, so I told you that whole story. Um, I messaged a friend that we made through this show. Or, well, this show, Podcastrophy. But, um, but all, like, also through Turning the Comics, Colby Terry. And, yeah. and uh, I'm like, hey, dude, it's Brando. And uh, looking for a new uh, sound, a new energy for the, for the Game Max podcast. I was wondering if I could use that and just, you know, plug you each time we use it. And he goes, absolutely, go for it. And so we, we changed our intro. Um, and I showed up to, his, to my co-host's house and... I didn't have the video stuff with me. He goes, we're not video recording? I'm like, I don't want to video record ever again until we're streaming. Because if I don't, if we don't have that carrot in front of us, we won't attain it. We Because right now we have a stopgap. Because we can have video. We and like If we don't have it, we have something to strive for. He goes, okay. That was part of it. The other part of it is I was too fucking nervous to be on camera. Um... Oh, live streaming. No, just to be on camera. Oh, really? I was way too, like I was hosting up like my first because the because the other podcast I did during that time I was playing a character. I was playing Solid Snake. I wrote a script and I read it. Like that wasn't hard to do. But now I'm hosting a show for the first time since everything happened. And I remember like you had done like an episode kind of talking about stuff that that had gone down. And it's like, like I really didn't want to focus on it, you know. Like I wanted to acknowledge it, but you know, I didn't want to say anything because you and I hadn't talked. Like I, I didn't think that was fair for me to say what was on my mind on the like I, I didn't. If there's one thing, and, and anybody who listens to Game Addicts will know, we try not to bring personal stuff or politics into our show at all. And that is on at all. that is on purpose because gaming is a distraction. Gaming is you know, it's a getaway for all of us. It allows us to escape and I want you to be able to download the Game Addicts podcast and not have to worry about what crazy stuff that some politician is doing or uh, or anything that's going on in the world that is like tearing us apart as people. I want you to forget about that. For an hour, hour and a half to two hours, and just let's get lost in the world of gaming. What's going on today? Let's log. Let's talk about this old game that was badass. Let's do something. You know, let's bring up, you know, good feelings. And I did not want to start off anything on our show by discussing something that was still fresh and could harbor some, you know, some, you know, some feelings one way or the, you know, you know, the too far. Like I, I didn't want to seem like I was mad. I just wanted to say thank you. Because because I totally mean that. Thank you so much for bringing, you know, me into this world. It went, when you didn't know what you were doing, and I didn't know what I was doing, and then you know that begat a relationship even deeper than what we had before. Because I mean, we're making music together. That's one thing, but this is us talking, bro. There's nothing deeper than talking. Nothing deeper than an emotion than that. 
whether we're talking about comic books, video games, movies, we're talking on a level. And it got to a point where like some of our show wouldn't even be about that. It would just be about us. And yeah, you know, it, you know, it, you know, it deepens that. So like, you know, like that first episode, when I said, you know, 79 was going to be the death of game addicts and is going to end on, on the middle gear thing. And it did. Um, episode 80 was called press start to continue. And it was almost like our extra life. It was, um, we have a new intro. Ooh, that's a callback. Yeah. Um, but like we have a new intro, uh, from Colby. And then the very first thing you hear is the, the, the gun echo from Metal Gear Solid hitting continue. That was by design. Beautiful. And, um, came in with a new mindset, a new goal. Let's move on. Let's do, let, let's do what we do. And, uh, we, you know, we're, you know, we're still going, we're still, you know, we're live streaming every single week. The goal did work. I had to work a little bit for it. I had to sacrifice. I had to work some, some, some extra shifts, uh, to get it, but I did it. We did it together. Uh, I don't want, you know, he will discount himself and say, I do so much more than he does, but you know, there's stuff that he does, um, behind the scenes like without him I never would have got this computer because I couldn't afford it maybe he could and maybe that was the thing either maybe he couldn't afford it either but he did it and then I paid him back and you know he was like damn he was, that's beautiful thing. he was like dude we'll go halvesies and I'm like no you buy that thing I'm paying I'm buying it off you like straight up I'm not even gonna mess with that like I, I, you have your thing you have your computer I want this to be mine so that way you have a you 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 have a way to do it at, at your place. I've way to do it at my place. You know, I, I talked about um, losing part of myself or losing you know uh, that like stuff. Like I, I was so busy with my hobby, with podcasting and and with work and with family that I didn't have me time. I didn't have chill time, Brando time. And I'm like, you know, I want to do more for the podcast. And I'm like, dude, I could. I should just live stream games when I can because that's more content, but it's still like, I still get to just play games. And so we started, love. <clears throat> yeah. So we started doing that. Um, uh, I haven't done it as much in the, this year at all, uh, that, that I would like, I'm, I'm hoping to change that. But then, then again, with 2.0 coming around the corner, uh, that may also, uh, be a little limited. <laughs> we will see. Say your 2019 has been a little bit of a whirlwind, dude. Uh, yeah, dude, it has uh, for sure. But uh, you know, I am, I'm, I, I'm also so very thankful to be able to say that, you know, just, just as you said, like, as, like, as, as, as much as there's a part of me that does regret everything that happened last year, and the way that it went down, like, it happened, and we can't change that. The, the, Things that were said, decisions that were made, they were all made, and, and it, you know, the universe has been like it never stopped spinning, right? And we, the chips landed where they did, and uh, you know, thankfully, it landed well for pretty much everybody. And uh, so I'm very thankful for that, and uh, I'm really, really excited and thankful that I get a chance to hit the reset button with you. And oh, brother. 
Let's hit that reset button. I love and, that. Uh, in the sp- in the spirit of us, man. And, you know, I also think that it's also funny as hell that the dude that has been trying to get us to sit down and talk on a podcast um, for the longest time isn't here to be there. <laughs> Doesn't get the satisfaction. <laughs> dude. Uh, Can we talk about that? Yeah. Could you t- you want to tell uh, tell the, our listeners how that happened? So you know, I still work with Blaine every day. I still talk to him. You know, uh, I know a lot about what's going on within the JSC network, even without me being actively in it, because he tells me a lot. Because he just talks. <laughs> well, because he just tells me, and you know, I have my opinions. I have my things that I add in, and, and you know, my, you know, add my two cents in. But like, not not that I. Not that I have a two cents to offer on that anymore, but it's like, huh, well, you know, this and that. I would, you know, if he says it, I'm not just going to act like I didn't hear him. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to reply. But like, you know, he said, um, of course, I've been on Podcastrophy quite a few times over the last year. Uh, And you've had Tyler on your guys' show a bunch. Yeah. And, you know, and he's like your most featured guest. He's our favorite guy. I fucking love that guy. Uh, I got to see him the other day. Uh, at work, he's uh, he's doing contract work. I, I didn't get to talk to him nearly as much. Uh, I got to say like a few sentences to him out of the matter of course of eight hours, and that, that's not ever enough, Tyler. Not even close. Um, you know, uh, both, you know, both of us love Tyler, and there's just not enough time in the day and not enough opportunities for us to have him on. Anyway, so you know, Blaine was telling me. That he's going on, uh, he's going on vacay for the Fourth of July. Happy Fourth of July, by the way, everybody. Uh, listen to this. Yeah, it's officially the July Fourth episode. Yeah. Your firecrackers are probably going off in my end of it because people are actually launching fireworks Dude, right now as we're talking. They do down here as well, but it's been pretty quiet, thankfully, uh, tonight. Or you, you know, it's funny. Right before we got on the air, I could hear Phil Collins in the air tonight being played somewhere in the distance. Um, Boom. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Ooh. <laughs> hey, dude, that's an experience we can talk about. Yeah. But, but anyways, yeah, no. we, you got to finish your story about July Fourth and why we're fucking. Yeah, yeah. Why were you here? The worst. Um, no, Blaine's like, and we're back. And yeah, we're Blaine back. Blaine said he's going to be taking time off, and he he asked you to do an episode. So I'm like, oh, cool. And instantly my wheel started spinning. I'm like, I need to reach out to Nate. And I and I think it was almost a week before I did because I kind of forgot about it. And then something, I don't know if he posted something or if you posted something. And I'm like, I need to message Nate. So I messaged you my, my idea and I wanted to play a little prank on Blaine. And the and the prank was like, he invited us to be on 100 for Buckastrophy. Because he would, you know, yeah. he, you know he, he, he really thinks a lot of both of us. In, in terms of, of, of you know, like maybe as people, but like at, at least in terms of podcasting, that he wouldn't even be doing it if it wasn't for us, you know. And uh, he wanted to have both of us on. And you, I, I believe he said that you weren't sure uh, around the time frame that it would be, like because they have a pretty strict rigid schedule when they do their show on Tuesdays in the afternoon evenings. So you weren't sure. Uh, I I told him I, that I would be there, and I'm like, say so. Nate's hosting by himself, 
either doing a solo cast. I remember one time you did one with, well, or maybe that was Fool's Week. You did one with 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 with, uh, with poor boy. And uh, yeah, that was for Fool's right, Week. Yeah, yeah, this for year. Fool's Week. So I'm like, either he's gonna do it by himself or he's gonna find somebody. I'm like, I think it'd be hilarious if we did Podcastrophe. Uh, not the first podcast that we've done together since, since, you know, since, since what, like what happened, but the first one where we're just riffing, where we're just talking because like when you're in the confines of the pro wrestling business, talking about that stuff, there's always stuff to talk about. You can talk about that for, for hours and never talk about one single personal thing in your life. Um, well said. And, yeah. Fuck yeah. So like, <laughs> like, no, that's not how this show works. That's not how podcast works. And it's like. No, we're we're, we're going to be sitting here and we're going to be talking. I'm like, that's a that's something that he's always wanted, and now he's not going to be able to have it. <laughs> except he gets except he gets it, and then he's going to be like so surprised when oh yeah when, totally. when when he sees you know episode 96 hitting the reset button, and it's like Nate with very special guest, and then he's like, oh well, I wonder who the special guest is. That son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 yes, I'm so excited. Oh man! But yeah, no that that oh, was the idea, and, I, and and I pitched it, and you loved it, and here we are. I'm pretty sure I was driving to our one of our last gigs, and I'm in the car, and my phone, and I'm like, oh, "It's Brando, what's up?" And I'm terrible, but I'm in the car so fucking much that I drive and text and do that shit. But I always make sure there's no vehicles around me. Like, I won't check my phone unless there's no cars in front of me or no cars behind me. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to pull my phone out and fucking swerve into some fucking old granny. And then I'm not all about that life. I don't want to fucking have travesty. So I have a minute. I check my phone. You've messaged. You tell me the plan. I put my phone down. I will not forget this because it was just like too good. I put my phone down and I just let out this like, ha, this is great. (laughs) And the girls are like, what? And I'm like, let me tell you. And so I, I tell them the plan that you've hatched and they are like amazed. Okay, this is gold. So we just, we put it together, man. And here we are. And... It feels good. It feels nice to be back into the into the groove of things. You know what's funny? I also want to mention how we always joked that we always wished we would have recorded our conversation after we had our band fall out all those years ago. Yeah. Like, because it was like a really great like two or three hour conversation over the course of a couple of days. We had like long conversation like this. And how good it would have been to have that on like a podcast, but like we kind of get that now, but different. Yeah, uh, you know what's funny? I found uh, amidst the, uh, I'm not even sure where it's at now. I, I, it's in the closet somewhere. But I the taste test where I fucking won. No, 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 dude. I still have those. I think I might have them on my hard drive. Uh, the uh, yes. the Stan Lee cup. Yes. Um, but no, I found old uh, old band stuff. I found um, lyrics for Rise of the Phoenix. I found uh, lyrics for songs that never became anything. Um, Damn. I found uh, on a disc somewhere, I, I found pictures of the original album concept artwork for Rise of the Phoenix that we came up with uh, back when Rob was in the band. And Yes, the hallway shot. The hallway shot. shot with the skull. And then also um, there was some... There was like the Grim Reaper. There, yeah, there was a Grim Reaper thing, and then there was some other kind of like 
lava burst that's blue or something. There was something going on there. But uh, I, I found some of that. I, I found all of our old band photos. And I mean, and this was just last night uh, that I was going through that stuff while I was going through the game room here. And finding those old, like, papers with band stuff on it, the old lyrics, uh, lyrics for songs that never came to be during the second iteration, uh, lyrics from the original, like, you know, from the 0405 senior year era, you know, that was pretty neat to come by that and go down old memory lane, so to speak. Fuck yeah, man. I was just in Hoopston a few weeks ago, or Father's Day was when I was in Hoopston, and uh, I saw a folder in my room. It's a red folder. And it had, like, this drawing that Jacqueline's dad or some shit did of our band name. Do you remember that? Oh, um... Or maybe it was, like, his brother or some shit. Somebody drew our logo all dope. Was this the one in ice? It was... Yes. Okay, the ice one. No, dude, that was Mason's uh, cousin or something. Yes! We... We drove out in the middle of nowhere at one of Mason's relatives for a dinner. We were all invited. I don't know why we were invited. You know what's funny? A lot of the stuff that I remember from back then, I don't, I don't even remember why we were there. Uh, <laughs> we just ended up getting the uh, invite. I remember eating lunch at like Mason's uh, grandma's and like uh, having to watch our language. And we were just so used to just letting the F-bombs fly, not caring. And like one of us would say it and, he, and we would be like... You know, it's like, can't. it's like hot lava. Don't say it. <laughs> oh, oh man. Uh, but yeah, like, yeah, I remember the ice logo. That was badass. I, you know, uh, of all the stuff that we had that we couldn't turn into anything. That was like, if that could have just been the logo, that would have been it. Like, I would have loved that. Uh, you know what? Since I found it, I should just scan that motherfucker. And now that I'm a Photoshop wizard. I can Photoshop wizard that shit and make it the logo. Hell yeah. Hell Fucking yeah. Fucking Draxus Reunion Tour 2020. I'm telling you, motherfuckers, it's happening. <laughs> um, so did you um, did you see the, the redone artwork for the Demons and Wizards Touched by the Crimson King? Yes, the uh, new vinyl artwork. Yes. Now I you know I have the original picture disc that I found here in Lafayette for twenty five bucks, which is was a steal. Um, now that I guess the price has gone down a little bit now that the re-releases have been out to about you know a cheap fifty bucks, but still uh, it used to be like well over a hundred, uh, and then dropped down to about a hundred. Now it's about about uh, to about fifty, but. I can't wait for those fucking records to get here. God damn it, I want them now. Even though I have them on Spotify, that didn't—it's it, it, not the same, man. Not the same. You know what? I feel like I just saw an ad that you can get one of their vinyls from Fye for like twelve or fourteen bucks. I know that Fye has like a—they uh, have exclusive colors. Um, but shit, that's uh. Don't tell me stuff like that, man. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't fourteen bucks. I no, don't know. anyway, uh, did you um, 
You heard about Dave Mustaine, right? Oh, man, this is terrible news. Dave Mustaine has fucking throat cancer. Which terrifies me, because I can sing like Dave Mustaine. You know that. And that means, like, hopefully... That's not bad. <laughs> Damn it. Now I'm all... That's fucked up. All right. <laughs> Shit. So they just announced... I mean, I'm sure that his singing isn't what caused his throat <laughs> cancer. But... Uh, I mean... Sweating bullets! You know? Sweating bullets! Okay. Uh, so they just announced... Because uh, they announced it last year. The re-release of World Means a Hero and System Has Failed on vinyl. Oh. And, that, and that's already out. But now they just announced uh, United Abominations, Endgame, and 13 on vinyl of reissues. But, you know, yeah, no, I'm really thankful uh, that, you know, that we've got a chance to uh, to talk, uh, you know, to talk about what happened. Because uh, because to me, you know, like, like we're worth that. We're, we're worth the, to be able to, like, especially, especially now, a year later with the clearer head you know, emotions, you know, there's no emotions evolved. Even though you go back and you feel those emotions again, it's not like you're in the moment again. I feel better to reflect now, too, you know? Yeah. I've had so many, like, a year has given so much craziness to my life, dude. Like, unimaginable amount of craziness. I feel like I've lived a roller coaster, a genuine roller coaster in the past year. And to sit here now and look at what happened and be like, man, that one year ago that we've lived feels like 10 fucking lifetimes ago to me. And it makes me like, I miss my friend. I fucking miss you all the time, bro. That's not a fucking trying to just like get something out of the podcast. That's how I feel. And I really blame myself and have a lot of guilt for not reaching out sooner. But as I said, shit has been so fucking crazy. And that's not to, to say, as you said, our relationship is so is so totally worth it. Um, but this is the perfect time to do this. And I feel like that like like this was meant to be. This is how we were supposed to do this. This was the day that we officially turned the system back on and hit restart you know like hit that reset button to keep taking that to take the metaphor you know back there um but yeah man it's good to be clear-headed and think about things because you can just look at stuff and it's like even with the the folks that we haven't named to if you're intimate with the network at all you know exactly who we're talking about like obviously but like i fucking miss those people they were great people mm-hmm. They're two of my favorite people that I don't talk to, and it bums me out, you know. And maybe they don't feel that way about me because they didn't get it the same. But I really enjoyed having those people specifically in my life. So it's just like you look at things, and it's like it is what it is. Like it is what it is, Brando. I can't change how things happened. I can only let what happens now be in my hands, and. I'm going to react and reflect differently. And that's the whole game plan, you know, moving forward. I feel you, dude. I feel you. And, um, you know, like these past few years, you know, you, you say the last year has felt like 10 years. I feel like the last uh, three years have really felt like 20. Uh, oh, yeah. With everything that's going on in the world. And, 
I I really don't mean to take the podcast down down a deep and dark road, but what the fuck are we doing in this country today, dude? Uh, I think that a really dark thing is happening that is history repeating itself. And I feel like if the people who still have a little inkling of power don't step up and say, Hey, whoa, pump the fucking brakes here, Tonto. Let's get it right. We are going down a dark path. Like, here's here's a nightmare scenario for you, Brando. And this is something that some of the listeners I know listening base is heavily in Indiana. And you guys might not like fucking hearing my viewpoint on Donald Trump. But I don't really care. Like... It is highly possible in 2020 he does not get reelected, but does not leave office. That's a terrifying possibility. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this guy who just refuses to let it go, he's like, no, I've got people that are protecting me. We can keep things running how we want. I'm still the president. I won. It's rigged. It's crooked. The Russians did it. You know? Yeah, okay, so, like, I'm really, I'm looking at it, I try to look at it as like a realist point of view. You know, I look at it like if Bernie Sanders would have won 16, we would be much worse off going into the next election than we would be right now. Because the backlash politically from the other side would be so harsh that the kind of candidates that we would get would be nightmarish. And to combat that. Because it seems like the right kind of always tends to do that a lot more than the left, because the left doesn't have any fucking testicles. Uh, they, they, they don't have any balls, dude. And like, they left them at home. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, when when I hear people say we would be much better off if Bernie would have won sixteen. I'm a realist, and I know that like we weren't losing; they weren't losing Congress uh, at that point. So uh, nothing he would have wanted to have done would have ever happened. They would have blocked everything. It would have been four years of stagnant, which we've kind of had that anyways, with us with sprinkles of like atrocities, <laughs> uh, social atrocities here and there uh, from a fucking mongoose of an idiot that we have. But uh, if if Hillary would have won, it would have been nothing but uh, investigations. Uh, lawsuits uh, and uh, and hearings which is pretty much what we ended up I know right that's the ironic part that is that is completely the the irony of that and here's the thing okay so the core DNC they want Biden so bad they can taste it and I think Biden is a slightly more electable candidate than Hillary Clinton. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of the baggage that comes with Hillary, but he's kind of a goofball. Um, another guy that that was a goofball was John Kerry, and John Kerry couldn't beat George W. Bush. So, um, nope. So, I don't hate Biden. I I want that to be clear. There's a lot of people who do, and I and, and, and I don't hate him. I think he's establishment as they come, and I also think that he has a very good chance of picking up the votes where Hillary dropped them. 
you know, you look at Wisconsin, you look at Michigan, you look at Pennsylvania, these big factory states, these workhorse states that she just let slip. And by a matter of 100,000 votes, Trump's president. And um, I think Biden can get that. But can he keep the momentum everywhere else? I don't know. And then it's like, how would he do in, like, because you, you remember when, when Biden was talking shit, everyone was like, oh, here we go. He wants to beat up Trump. It was funny. And then then there, before that, there were the Biden memes where everybody was, like, in love with Biden all of a sudden. And it's like, he hasn't been able to keep that momentum going because now he's got to have the the typical, like, politician answer and uh, the, the typical face of a politician. He's got to be very stoic about yeah, everything. Yeah, you know, he's got to be electable. And, you know, meanwhile, Trump's not going to play that game. Trump's going to talk shit. Trump is a pro wrestler that got elected. Do you realize that, Nate? Uh, who do you think? He went to the he fucking was in the WWE, bro. Come on, WrestleMania 23. Let's keep it real. Bobby Lashley versus whoever the fuck it was. I don't remember. Uh, Umaga, maybe? Umaga, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. All right, so so when Trump holds a rally, <laughs> when, when Trump holds a rally, he doesn't just speak facts. He he speaks bullet points, and he doesn't hammer you with what's true or not. He gets your emotional response. He elicits the emotional response. So quite literally, he comes out there, plays his hits, gets a crowd reaction, and sit there, and, and then does this. There's the old Hulk Hogan hand to the ear. And everyone's like, fuck, yeah, 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 man. This guy tell the what it is right here. And it's like, build that wall, man. Lock her up. Lock them all up. And the thing is, is that, like, even if you do agree with that kind of stuff, if it was just a guy up there going, yeah, dude, we should build a wall. You think so? Maybe we should. Yeah. If I get elected, we will do that. They're not going to get bombastic behind him, but you got a guy up there that is just going to talk shit. And just like any other person, they they get behind that because he has character. He has he's he's a very shitty character, but he has character. Meanwhile, hey Brando, can you tell me who the last political leader that had a lot of character was? Political character had a lot of character. I mean, that riled up crowds. Just gonna keep drawing you closer to the conclusion. That was very political and had all the radicalists. Oh, on his okay. Side. So, you're, okay. So, you're not talking about our our politics. You're talking about worldwide politics. Worldwide okay, politics. Okay. I know Sorry. where you're going because the first thing I was going to, I'm like Reagan. But I'm like, okay. Yes, totally. He's totally a Reagan Junior. A Reagan O Junior. But I mean, if you look at it, like Reagan's like uh, complete reformation of the Republican Party led us down this road because. He changed the party. The party was trying to wash its hand of Richard Nixon. And then comes Reagan, who's now their Superman, their poster boy. And there's one difference about Reagan. And while I don't like his policy, he can make fun of himself. Yeah, he could just be the butt of a joke and be okay, okay with it. Okay, he can make fun of himself and laugh at himself. And there's... Um, did you ever watch the, uh, the CNN documentary, The 80s? I fucking love that documentary, bro. Okay, so this, uh, they aired something that I completely forgot about. Because it was after Reagan got shot. 
And Reagan got shot, and they rushed him to the hospital, and there was, like, surgeons in there, and getting, they were prepping him for surgery. And he said, first things first, I just want to say that I hope I hope all of you are Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get that joke and in. And then he was doing, like, a rally or doing some sort of speech, uh, uh, like, a month later, a few months later, and there was a loud balloon pop. Boom! And without missing a beat, he goes, you missed. <laughs> and... It's like, dude, like, I cannot like this guy for some of the things that he did or didn't do or whatever. But at the end of the day, like, I don't think Reagan was a monster. I think Trump is some sort of monster. Some kind of monster. Oh, this monster lives. Some kind of monster. Um, now, Bernie could, I think Bernie could hold his own and like, in a debate with them because they always try to hit Bernie with this uh, socialist thing. It's like, so you want to be like Soviet Russia, right? And he's like, now, let me tell you this. I am not in favor of Russia or Soviet Russian authoritarian communism. I am for a strong democratic socialism where we the people govern by the people for the people not for the corporations by the corporations he has that answer down like i feel like nothing that that trump would throw at him like would be anything that he couldn't handle biden on the other hand i think he would be too afraid to really attack and get nitty-gritty because biden would get Biden would get angry and make it personal. Mm-hmm. And it would be a game to Trump. Trump's just playing politics. He's not. That's not even what's really happening. He doesn't give a fuck what you're mm-hmm. saying. But Biden would be like, what did you just say, motherfucker? Like, I will come across the stage and strangle you. And then, then the headline is, Biden threatens President Trump. Yeah. You know? And it's like, oh, fuck, here we go. You know, honestly, man, there are so many candidates and, and you look at like Elizabeth Warren is surging in the mm-hmm. polls and you say what you will about her, but like, I really like Pete Buttigieg. I think that kid is like young. He's got a level head on his shoulders. He's a war veteran. Like they're definitely trying a lot to discredit him and discourage people for even supporting him right now, which, you know, I find to be fascinating because it's like, you know, as much as Trump's war against the media is like eye rolling. There is something to say about the media's biasy against people like Sanders, Warren, and, and, and Buttigieg, because like they are so inherently pro-establishment. Yes, because they, it, the the non-establishment threatens their very existence. Mm-hmm. Media and how it is currently portrayed is safeguarded by the current status quo of our government. So if you throw those fucking rules out the door, you say, not today, motherfucker, we're starting fresh. The way media is utilized, I mean, right now you can have heavily pro-conservative media or heavily pro-liberal media 
out there and channels that push one agenda or the other because there are no restrictions to stop that. It's essentially like low-level fucking mind-washing fucking uh, lobbying. You yeah, know? no, it's propaganda. Like Dude, It's straight-up propaganda. Exactly. And, exactly. All right, so, and, and here's the interesting thing, is that, like, we have a, a president that's born out of propaganda, like he listens more to what Fox News says than what than what his own people say. How messed up is Listen that? To Fox News. He conspires with Fox News, brother. All right, so okay, so they just had this whole thing with Iran that that, that went down, right? Where 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 Trump ordered an attack and then he canceled it, which I'm glad he did because that would have been awful and it would have drug us into another war. I I just know it. And so I'm not giving him credit for that because he's an idiot uh, and shouldn't have ordered it to begin with. I, but what I I do think that there's a lot of people in his ear, like uh, like Bolton. Uh, Bolton's a, a warmonger and has wanted war with Iran since way before this. And it, I, I think it's funny because then you have Bolton like telling Trump, "We need to do this. We need to attack them. We need to do this." And then there's Tucker Carlson on Fox News basically telling Trump, no, you don't want to go to war with Iran. Listen to me. And then there's another, I can't remember what Fox News host it was. It, it, it was a woman. And forgive me, I don't remember who it was. But basically she framed it like the Democrats are the ones trying to trick you into a war because they know that if you declare war on Iran and go into war as something that you campaigned against, that you would lose 2020. And all of a sudden, there he is pulling out of any sort of attack. It's like, hmm, they did good by speaking to him like he's a baby. And got to put kid gloves on for the president. Well, and also, man. you have to like, if they would say, no, don't attack Iran. That is the that's a bad thing to do. Um, you know, you one worries that he might actually, um, on one hand, take it as a as a challenge. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, well, watch this. Call me a coward. But if you try to tell him and let, like, no, 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 your enemies want you to do this, then he's like, well, then screw them. I won't do it then. <laughs> How many apes are running this shit show, oh, Brando? Like, too many. It's, it's ridiculous, man. <clears throat> too many. So, so I want to get your opinion. I, and I don't know if you vote or don't vote. That's your choice. And I, it doesn't. I. Anyway, the fucking wind blows, bro. It's your choice. But, like, what do you think are some of the, like, major topics or major uh, bullet points for things that are going to affect 2020 and who wins? Like, the first thing on my mind, and you know I'm going to say it, it, there's no surprise, but, like, I think that the rescheduling of cannabis is going to be something that is heavily a part of what creates our 2020 presidency who lies with legalization. It's such a popular hot button. Right you know, now. what would be what, like what scares me that Trump is the pro cannabis one and that it drives people to vote for yeah. him. I wouldn't vote for him even if he did it. And I would try to encourage other people not to as well because it's, it it's a, it's no, it's a no, no. Yeah, no, that's like signing a deal with the devil at that point. Um, 
for all the things he's taken away from people I love and care mm -hmm. about, like and all the crazy shit that he's doing to sanctuary cities and things of that nature, like, nah, get the fuck out of here. Weed ain't that big of a deal. It ain't that important. Right. No, I agree with you. Um, I think it's going to be, you know, dealing with the immigration issue. Uh, because there's a lot of issues coming from their handling of it. And not only there, but, like, leftovers from the Obama administration that wasn't ideal either. The the way that they were handling it wasn't very good, and Trump has just continued that trend, um, if not worsened it completely. But, no, we do need to handle it. I'm not saying that immigration isn't a problem. I'm just saying all the solutions that have been put forth are not any, are not a solution at all. Um, we need a faster pathway to, to citizenship because, like, most of the people coming into this country are looking to come in here for a better start. The economic reasoning in their country is not great. A lot of that is because of our direct intervention uh, from decades ago that have, like, you know, we had this... Lasting repercussions. Mm -hmm. We had this very bad uh, knack for getting involved in other countries' Politics will will overthrow a leader and put in a new establishment and say, "There you go, Hoss, have at it." And then it gets to a point where uh, they lose control. Inmates they, run in the asylum, and then it gets worse. And then you have gangs or cartels or or, or militants. ISIS. ISIS. <laughs> it, it gets it gets bad. So no, we do need to get a handle on that. I think Medicare for all is going to be a huge thing. There's a huge support for that amongst. You know, the country, uh, about 70% of the country wants it, and that's even including uh, re Republicans. And once you actually, like, because all the Republican uh, pundits and stuff like that, they'll try and talk shit about it and pick holes. But then uh, I saw this video the other day where this, like, actually, like, an actual medical physician was on there talking and just, like, schooled them all on it and told them why it could be done and our doctors wouldn't really have to suffer uh, a loss of pay because of it, because of how much money we pay, because of how uh, uh, how expensive our health care is in this country uh, compared to the amount of coverage that we're given and how many people aren't covered. Exactly. Uh, doctors are getting paid a lot, and they wouldn't have to take a pay cut because we could try to cut those corners uh, primarily through, through, the, de through the decrease of the cost of prescription drugs. Uh, which is another big issue going on right now. Uh, Opioid crisis. And I'm actually feeling that as well, uh, to some extent. And maybe not nowhere near as bad as some other people. Trust me, I'm not trying to say that I have it bad. I actually have it very good compared to a lot of people. So I am very well privileged in that matter. But one of my eye drops that I take for my glaucoma, without any sort of uh, insurance at all, is like nearly 200 bucks. And that's for a 30-day supply. Damn. It's like, who can afford that? So with my insurance, with a discount card, uh, my all my eye drops for the month between that one and the two other ones are like 50, 60 bucks. And that's still pretty expensive uh, each month. Yeah. The Just to fucking live and be able to see. I know, because then if I can't afford to treat my issue, then I'm blind. That fucking sucks. You know? So it's like, you know, we do have a large economic uh, inequality in the country, and I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say I want to redistribute wealth. That's not what I'm talking about. I just think that for as much as the middle class is taxed, 
why do we have 31 companies that aren't taxed? Why is Amazon tax-free? Why the fuck are churches taxed? Well, especially for how much they want to put into politics. I have no problem if they want to put their hat into politics and push their agendas that we live in a country where you're allowed to do that. By all means, have at it, Hoss. But don't start doing that and play these coy things about trying to convince people who to vote for uh, and without directly endorsing a candidate, a candidate because that is illegal. But don't do that. Don't get involved if you're not going to pay taxes. I was going to there's there's another topic that I wanted to bring up that's a part of 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 what is coming in 2020. And when you look at the at the field, another one that's a huge deal for me and I know you personally don't feel it. I feel it by proxy, but I think that private student loan forgiveness is a big thing for 2020. You know what? Because yeah. you've got companies like Sally Mae, bro. Here's the deal. Sally Mae has over like 20 million clients from people that have gone to college that are in over $100,000 in debt to these people, okay? That these loans were given to kids when they were 19 years old. I want you to be 19-year-old Brandon and imagine someone walks up to you and says, Hey, would you like to go to school? I'll give you $100,000 to do it right now. You're going to say yes. You're not going to think about the repercussions or your life afterwards or how to pay that money back. And this is happening where there are people all over. Of the 20 million or plus that have Sally Mae loans, it's something like 9 or 10 million of those don't pay their loan at all. That they're in full default because they can't. They're running from this fucking company. That company is illegal. It literally negligently lent money to kids and is forcing them into these lifelong contracts. That's wrong. I am so glad that I did not go at all to college. Fucking A, bro. I agree with you 100%. Because, like, I can only imagine how much worse my life would be with all of that. Because it quite literally, like, you know, I, you know, I have debt, I have a house, I have, you know, I have the cars, I mean, they're leased, but like, I might be buying one of them, it all depends on, you know, that, that, that would be a debt then for sure, right? Uh, yeah, totally. You know, I, I have a couple of credit cards, uh, so I, I do have debt, but it's not student loan debt, which is completely like, even if you try to like declare bankruptcy, it doesn't go away. It's literally exempt from that. So, and here's another thing. Like, this is something that people probably don't know about Sally Mae. And I only know this because of Sarah's woes. But they literally harass you on the hour phone calls, every hour on your phone, sending you threatening emails. If you get on the phone with them, the person on the phone is screaming at you, threatening you, saying all kinds of terrible shit. Like, they send you letters. They try to trick you. Here's a fucked up thing. Sally Mae will buy people's federal loans and turn them into private loans because these loans are, like, sitting in forbearance. People don't have the money to pay for them. Sally Mae's like, shit, we'll scoop them up and pay for them. We'll just turn them into our loans. And because of how the laws work, of course, it's cool. So now 
you're consolidated into a larger Sally May loan that can then give you 35% interest on your fucking $100,000 loan. I mean, it, you're, it's, it's a literally an impossible task, and I think that's something that politicians really need to get on the fucking ball because if you want to fix the middle class, Brando, you have to have a middle class, and right now, the way our country is going... There is not going to be a middle class in ten years. It's it's not going to be well, there. And like that's almost like it's almost like some of their goals is to get rid of it. It's like you're either going to be you're either going to be poor and stupid, which they what they want you to be, you know, or you're going to be high society. Yeah. Um, Ugh. You know what's that? What's that? That lyric? Uh, the newest form of slavery is to keep keep the people poor and stupid. Um, yeah, but I mean, no, I completely get you because we can easily fix a student loan crisis. We can fix that. We can offer, uh, tons of, if not all kids, a chance at further education. Uh, I think caveats do have to be put in to ensure that you're, that, that, that you're working for it, that you're getting the grades. And then if not, then you're, I mean, you're dropped. You can't go in there and just like you know you know do fuck all, but and just walk your way through hoping that you're gonna skate by. I agree with you. And another thing too with that to kind of piggyback off what you're saying, I think that also it needs to be to the point where they're honest with kids. Brandon, if you were a kid, like if you if back go back to when we were like 15, 16, we're in the band, we're playing, and some guy comes to our school and is like, hey man, fuck college. Don't don't get don't think about college. When you're putting your mind to something, think about doing a trade school. Because if you learn a trade, you can go anywhere and do anything you mm-hmm. want. And if somebody would have told me that way the fuck back then, I might have done it. And I mean, hell, I ended up, I have a trade now that not a lot of people have in the casino thing. That's an actual trade. I went to school for it. It's fucking crazy, but that's real, you know? There is such a shortage of actual trade jobs, like ele- especially like electricians. Um that like those jobs are just not being refilled uh, to the capacity of what of what they're needed. There's always going to be a need for electricians, dude. There's always going to be a need for a plumber. I mean, I don't want to work with shit, but somebody has to do it. You know, there, there there's always going to you know, everybody doesn't think about needing a plumber until you need a plumber. And then you're like, ah, oh, shit. And guess what? There's a guy that does it, and there's a guy he makes money doing that. Um, he makes damn good money yeah. doing that oh, too. Yeah. And it's like if someone said, "Hey, man, if you can stomach being around shit, and you'll make twenty four bucks an hour fucking fixing some dumbass's toilet because he fucking shoved too many paper towels down there after he jerked his load," like <laughs> <laughs> you know, like fucking okay, man, it's cool. But no one told me that, Brando. They didn't tell me that was a thing, and now I don't have that. But I, I mean, it is what it is. Say la vie, you know. I mean, and the thing is, is that. You, you stop and think about it. You're still young. Uh, anything that you want to put your mind to and, and go do, you can do it. Um, I mean, it, in, in a way, you might feel like you're getting a late start, but look at Tyler. Tyler's doing that, and he he's not that much younger than us. And, you know, there's going to be some states where he goes to where he can make, like, 70 bucks an hour. Bam! You know, doing some work, you know. I... Kablamo. I'm not gonna lie, I've looked at it. 
<laughs> I have looked into it. He like, says he's like, "Fuck!" Like, trust me. Like, I yeah, you know, I work my. That's six, six figures a year, my friend. Easily, easily, and it's so yeah. it's like I I've looked at it, you know, try to figure out. It's like, man, where do I want to end up living? Like, we're here, and we're here, and like I'm thinking about it. It's like, man, if I could go anywhere if we absolve the most of our debt that could just go somewhere anywhere where would it be and i'm i'm including into the confines of this country because i don't necessarily i'm not saying i wouldn't want to live in another country but it's like you know at least i know the laws of this country <laughs> i know what i can and cannot get away with and it's like god damn i'd love to go live in oregon hey what up, Oregon? And it's like, dude, Oregon's like a really cool, scenic place. Um, <clears throat> but it's also got like a lot of like, you know, you know, just a lot of work, like a lot, a lot of trades, a lot of factories still. It's like, there's still a lot of work to be had, you know? And it's like, and I'm thinking like myself, like, I don't necessarily have a trade, but, you know, if I really wanted to, there's no one, there's nothing saying that I can't do it other than myself. You might end up like Lumberdex. <laughs> Wait. Did you say Lumberjacks or Lumberdex? I said you might end up like Lumberdex. Lumberdex. Oh, Lumberdex. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck that show. <laughs> God damn it. <sighs> you know what's crazy, Brando? Uh, what's that, buddy? Is that this past Monday... Time travel is fucking weird, bro. But this past Monday, 250, Journey into Comics has a new co-host, bro. Yeah? It's taking me all this time. I can't replace you. It's so hard. Well, uh, I'm glad that you do. Uh, you know, change show up, man. Uh, 250 episodes. You know, get some new flavor, man. Change it up a little bit. Do you know who my new co-host is? I feel like they've told you. Tyler? Yeah. Yeah. He's too good, man. He's like fucking hot sauce. He just goes good on everything, you know? <laughs> Tyler Hot Sauce McLaughlin. Yes! <laughs> ship that shit. Fuck yeah, spread it, you know? Like... Oh, man. That's awesome. Oh, no, dude, that's awesome. Oh, shit. I mean, he's great. I, I absolutely like... Like, my only my only regret is that is that we can't clone him. Oh man, have like eighteen yeah, of him. Yeah, just have him be perfect. everywhere. He just all those. He's like Mister. That makes me think that he'd be like Mister Meeseeks because Tyler already has like this "I hate existence" thing. <laughs> but then, like, if you clone him a bunch, like Mister Meeseeks, he's just like, I'm trying to help Cherry with this golf game, but I don't. We can't get one one stroke off. God. I'm Mister Meeseeks. He's like, I've never been in so many places at once and ever been so tired in my life. <laughs> He's like, I just want to nap. Can there just be one of me? Can one of me nap right now? I just, that, that'd, help, that'd make me feel better. <laughs> oh, shit. No, that's awesome. Oh, Brando, man. I was going to tell you something I can't fucking remember because my brain's dumb. You know how that is. You yeah. remember? Yep, it's still there. Yeah, well, I'm glad to see that hasn't changed. Um, so, like, all things considered, 
when it comes to 2020, hopefully we can hit hit the reset button. Uh, there's that phrase again, hit, hit, hitting the reset button. Uh, I hope we can do that in 2020. But there's going to be another reset button that we'll be hitting right at the same time as we're electing a new president. What's that, Brandon? The next generation of gaming consoles. Oh, yeah. It's fucking on. So uh, PS5, Xbox Project Scarlet comes out in November of that month. So one of, one of two things is going to happen. We're, it's either going to be like a really glorious month, and it's going to be we're, gonna, we're getting a new president, we're getting a new game console, or we're going to get the same president that we've had, and we can all buy a new console and just like go play games for the next four years and see what kind of shithole we live in then, in, in 2024. That's pretty dark. My, my I thought you were going to say that I- either we're going to be celebrating a new president and a new console or same president and the last nice expensive thing we're going to be able to buy before the world comes to an end inevitably because it's done. It's toast. No, no, let, let's just like totally disconnect. Let's turn off the news channels. Let them do whatever they want to do. Let's turn off Twitter and just play some games for the next four years, I think. I think there'll be enough games, hopefully, to go around. Although, you know, did you hear that he wants to uh, tariff uh, video games? Come on. Yeah. Get the fuck oh, yeah. out of here. Okay, so, like, uh, his tariffs with China do include video game systems. Come the fuck on. Which could actually uh, affect the price of the new consoles. They, they could be a little bit more expensive because of that. But uh, Yeah, and I've heard that they're supposed to be in the 400 price range. You know, I'm... I'm guessing five. That that's my objective guess because I've heard four, but I think that's a little cheap for what's going to be inside. They are not launching these consoles uh, in a lackluster state like they did with the last uh, generation, where you had the PS4 and Xbox One that weren't 4K capable. While 4K was a coming thing, and now is when you go to buy a new TV, they're all automatic. Yeah, yeah they're all 4K. Dude, I went to Walmart today. They had a 4K 50-inch TV for 150 yeah. bucks. Yeah, dude. What the fuck? Yeah, so like the PS5 and Xbox Scarlet, I'll just call it that because it doesn't have a name yet, are going to be 8K capable. Uh, even though 8K is not a affordable thing right now for mo- for any consumer. Uh, 8K, I think Samsung has one. Uh, 8K is mostly for higher resolution televisions. Way, the way I've had it explained to me is that 4K looks great on about the 50 to 65 inch range. Uh, you go above that and 4K just gets stretched out too much where it doesn't look as good. And that's where 8K... You get the black like pixelation. Mm-hmm. And then that's where the 8K is really going to come in handy because the only ones that are available right now are like 80 inches and it's like $15,000. Uh, too much. It's like, it been that, like it's a car, dude. Um, but 4K at about, you know, 40 to 60 probably is your sweet spot for 4K to get a good, good 4K HDR television. And of course those are all, uh, widely acceptable. So the new consoles have to do that as a base. You have to be able to get 4K 60 frames per second easy, but they want to future proof it because they're thinking in 10 years, 8K is going to be more accessible with how fast 4K became cheaper and accessible. Uh, they don't want to be caught with their pants down again, so they're going to be able to make, they're making the new consoles. It's going to be a leap. Now, it's going to be a weird leap because of how more realistic the games look each and every iteration, so, like, it's not going to be as graphically as appealing as, like, a Super Nintendo to PlayStation or or something like that, but it will, like, lighting, 
lighting, lighting shadows, reflections, that's where you're going to notice a big difference in the next generation. It's going to look even Dude, I, more photorealistic. I watched your guys' coverage, man. I watched your coverage on uh, when they did the E3 convention and talked about the Xbox Scarlet. That thing looks fucking amazing. Now, yeah. They reveal like the new Halo game and all the just all the visuals were like holy shit. That is as close like <clears throat> I know that there's going to come to a point Brando where we like play a video game and it looks like the person that it's supposed to look like and it doesn't look like we're playing a video game. It's like we're in the Matrix and we're recreating real life, you know? <laughs> That day's coming. Some point we are going to have a video game quality that looks so real that when you sit down to play it and you're like, oh, I'm going to play this game where I'm Nazi Trump or Zombie Trump or whatever, you know, Nazi Zombie Trump or some shit, you know, but it looks exactly like the fucking dude and you're like playing a photorealistic game. We're on the edge of that right now. Like how good it looked to watch that presentation while you guys were covering it. It's like, damn, man, we are right there. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe the next system is where we get that, or one after. Right. No, dude, like, we're already approaching games at such a high install size. Like, Red Dead Redemption 2 came on two Blu-ray discs. The new, uh, a lot of new games are doing that. The new FF7's coming on two Blu-ray discs, and that's, like, I am so fucking pumped for that game. Like, I've watched the E3 thing on that, like, four or five times. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, it blows my mind that the remake of FF7 we're getting is only the first ten hours of the game. And there's going to be more released later, right? Yeah, there is. Okay, so they've taken the first part, just Midgar. That is the first game. Just Midgar. And in game that could take you about ten hours to get through, and they're and they're gonna extend it and make it about thirty hours. Nice. So we're gonna graphics are fucking gorgeous. We're gonna get good, you know, the more realistic graphics out of it. Even it's still gonna be Final Fantasy, of course, but we're also gonna get deeper characterization. We're we're gonna get more characterization from Biggs, Wedge, and Jesse from the original members of Avalanche who end up dying about midway through, and. Uh, the way the way that I broke it down in my head, it's like yes, there is a full narrative they could go here, and they could start sprinkling in like whereas in the original game, some of the more like you know mental stuff of Cloud doesn't really happen until later. It does start in Midgar, and you don't really know what it means. But for this first part, they can actually move a few story bits around to make it fit within Midgar and really expand on it. And uh, I don't know how many parts there are; they don't even know, uh, but. Yeah, I would love for there to be three parts where you get the first parts all Midgar. It's just like this big, like kind of you know, really dark and uh, dystopian like futuristic city, and then the the second part is you know like so Midgar ends with you standing, you know the whole like the whole part of the game has been dark and bleak so far. But, but it ends up standing on like the end of this highway and then and like the sun's rising. So it's like the you know sun rising on a new day and like uh, hope, right? 
our journey officially begins is kind of thing. Let's carry on. Let's figure this out. Let's go save the planet. Well, then part two could literally be end with Eris's death. And Ooh, be the, brutal and be that em- cliffhanger style that empire strikes back gut punch, you know, and then the third part focuses all on the true meaning of it all. The real story of what happened the backstory for everything that ties it all in together. And I would love for it to be like that. But I mean, again, like, uh, I'm just excited to see what this entails. The gameplay looks phenomenal. Uh, our, our good buddy, seek Donnelly got to play the demo. Fuck. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I follow his channels on YouTube and watched, uh, he did some E3 coverage while he was there. And he got to play it, and he said it was awesome. I'm a little jelly, but it is what it is. I got my pre-order, and uh, can't can't wait for it to come in. Absolutely, I, I cannot wait. And that comes out in March. Uh, I will be taking a week off for that. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Uh, that's when I'm I'm playing that game front to back in one sitting, motherfuckers. Well, you know, like again, you know, it's like. Um, I took some time off for when Mass Effect 3 came out, and it, it coincided with the concert. But the, but the time of year or the, uh, that, that, that this next one comes out, you know, I got the week after that off this year uh, for the Metallica concert. And so I should be able to get the week before of it, you know, off for the game. So, Nate, you and I went and saw Metallica. Yeah, we did. How crazy is that? And uh, I've got... I don't think I have pictures of you, but I have video of you. That's fucking creepy. <laughs> well, like, I was doing, like, a... Not in a bad way, but it's just like, whoa. Well, I was doing, like, a pan shot of, like, the crowd. So, like, if we stop the video, I bet I can point you out. Because you said you couldn't find me. And... I had no idea, dude. I was a lost dog in that place. As soon as we got to our seats, I was like, where the fuck am I? What the fuck is anything? Like, I had no idea where I was at. I was, like, so thrown off. And uh, so, like, when you told me uh, when you guys got tickets where you were, like, and then I could look on, because I had, like, the, uh, the little map thing, like, of where, like, the sections were on my phone. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, he's over there cool and uh well it just turned out that like um like i was in section 111 because i still have the picture right now (laughs) yeah and uh you were in section like 113 or 114 i think 114 yeah yeah so like you were right across the way from me we were in the same section around the ring and uh you were just off to the side and and i just looked over because I'm like trying to get my bearings on where I'm at, and I remember you telling me, and I'm like, "Oh, you're you should be over there." And as soon as I looked over there, there like there you guys were. I'm like, "Ah, that's cool." And yeah, no, it was about the closest thing to a, to a religious experience as a, as, a, as I've ever had. So hey, Brando, I'm glad you said that because do you remember when I told you about going to Sun Studios? Mm-hmm. The only other time in my life I felt like that was the Metallica concert. Hell yeah. Absolutely, bro. Like, okay, here's the crazy thing. I've never, I don't think I've told this story on air anywhere else, but I, whatever, fuck it, we're talking about it. Saw that concert, 
And like I was just like on cloud nine for seeing Metallica. I was like, oh my god, I fucking saw Metallica. This is unreal. So like two days probably went by, you know, like maybe three days. And I was like driving in the car. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to put on uh, on Hardwired to Self-Destruct, a new album. I'm going to listen to it, you know? So I, I put that shit on. I start listening to it. And Atlas Rise starts playing. And that's my favorite song from that album. They played it at the show. Hell yeah. I think it was actually the second song they played. They, plays, they played it right out of Hardwired, right into that, right? Yeah. And as soon as I heard the recording, dude, I started fucking weeping. Like, I was like, oh my god, I've seen my favorite band, the thing that influenced and shaped me as a person that led me down this amazing path where I got to have a lot of amazing memories with my friends and music. Holy shit, I actually did that. Like, it took me days to actually fucking, like, come off of it and feel it. It was unreal, man. The energy in the room just... That whole thing, I couldn't shut up about it. I'm sure I annoyed a lot of people talking about Metallica, <laughs> you know, at that point. But it, like, reinvigorated my love for that band. It was just like, you know, we had Metallica as such a major part of our lives because of when we started Draxus. Like, it was, that was our biggest fucking influence. And that music got kind of driven into the ground for us. We listened to it all the time. Every song everywhere all the time never stopping never faulting it was always in somebody's stereo system playing and we were always trying to cover cover the different fucking songs so like man and then like then i'm like really thinking about it and i'm like dude and brando got to be there for that that's fucking insane like we were both in that room and i told dad this and i don't know if i told you this or not but dude Every song that we played together, they played. Yeah. So, like, they played For Whom the Bell Tolls, Sandman, Creeping Death. Those were the ones that we did together. Yeah. But then they've also played Puppets, which Dad did with the second iteration of the band. You didn't... Did you do Puppets with us ever? No. No, you... That was... That was... That was... Because that was, like, I think the last song we ever played on stage. It's super crazy, but... um. Draxus 2020 hitting the reset button. I'm telling you, it's coming. Um, man. I mean, yeah. The only things like like what like we played. Am I evil? Oh yeah, yeah. Their cover of Am I Evil and Last Caress. And Last Caress. We also dicked around with a few others, but never actually got anywhere with it. Like you know, um, for some reason I'm I think thinking we started of, like, Sanitarium. Uh, either that or it was uh, Fade to Black. Yep. I mean, it got to a point where we couldn't play Fade to Black, so we just kind of made up our own Fade to Black. Just like, yeah, sure, this is how it goes. Well, no, no, I, I, I meant like our own original song that was like, it wasn't a... Oh, yeah! It wasn't a copy of Fade to Black, but it was the same uh, architecture where it, where it had like, you know... Soft beginning, uh, heavy chorus, soft beat, soft first, heavy chorus, and then jam. That was Lost in Seclusion, right? That was Memories. Memories, yes. Yes. Shit. 
bad. Those were the days, Brando. Those were the days. Man. But seriously, no, though. It's funny because we did that Metallica concert, and I told Dad on the drive home, I was like, listen, man, I'm I'm serious. We should talk to Brando and, and see if we can get all the guys together to do something. That'd be a lot of fun, you know? It would be. Uh, uh, I, I don't know what you, we would do exactly, but... <laughs> My smart ass would book some sort of fucking show in Chicago and then have Draxus open for Walk Among Us. <laughs> and, you know, here, guys, let's actually play to a crowd. Let's have some fun. Bow! Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking about some of the old days. Um, man, I was telling somebody at work the story of... Um, the broken drumstick. <laughs> and like you got like a serious Charlie horse and then like a drum like a particle of wood that was in the air got in your eye. Yep. And I can't so I'm remember. like dying with this Charlie horse. The fucking thing hits me in the eye and I'm like that's in my eye. I remember uh, Jason's bubble fart. Yeah, he, he did this. We were he was sitting at like your like your dining room table, and he just like did like this breathe in. He's like, <gasps> and <laughs> that was that came from his ass. And it, it was the funniest sound <laughs> that you'll ever hear. Uh, also, remember, the grossest sound. Yes, absolutely. I remember DXS cribs. I mean, it's, yeah. Um, I remember, uh, oh, the, you stealing Jason's shoes while he was on the shitter, playing my guitar. I'm playing my guitar, man. I'll, I'll be down in a sec. Right? <laughs> that was how he, yeah. <laughs> be down in a sec. I'll be, I'll join you in a sec. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. Oh, and then there was the, you know, we used to take rides to Champagne and just hang out. And there was, I had the full download of Chatterbox from Grand Theft Auto 3 on a CD. We watched, or we listened to that whole motherfucking thing. And Jason hit like uh, a bump and it made the CD skip. I'm and naked, Laszlo. Naked! Naked! <laughs> <laughs> That was the funniest fucking... Ch- you know, it's crazy, man. Um, it's just to think about those times and how they shaped how I handle being a musician now. Mm-hmm. And like, man, do you remember when we went to the fucking... We got all of our gear, everything, PA included, the whole fucking kit and caboodle in the middle of fucking January and went to the skating rink to do a test run to see if we could do it? Without, like we need to test to see if this is going to sound okay. Without heat. He didn't want to turn the heat on. We're in coats. Fucking heavy winter fucking coats. And barely can feel our fingertips playing on that fucking rink. And yeah, because there's a skate rink, and we were in there, and it was like almost damn near the same temperature inside as it was outside. And. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember that. That was uh, 
That was that that was miserable. Do you remember when like when when we videotaped it and Tony wasn't in the band yet and he like was interviewing us? Yeah, I do. He I, thought I, I was, still have that tape. He thought I was trying to impress uh, his girlfriend or his ex girlfriend. So yeah. He, so he was actually kind of like irritated at me. Yeah, I, we had no idea. No, no, like, uh, like I had like either had just started dating Jacqueline or was about to. Like we were talking, and like I went over there and kind of pandered because we had some people there. It was it was, it was Tony's ex girlfriend and one of her friends and some other people. So I went over there and I played in front of them like you do. And there's Tony videotaping, like wanting to like throw something at me. He he wanted to throw the camera at me, I bet. And then he made Man. some. He made some smart ass remark and I about like impressing Jessica and I went, Who? <laughs> he was probably like, Oh shit, what? Oh nothing. Um, I was I didn't say anything. Oh no, dude, he he was he did the whole like 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 yeah, you need to get back out there so you can impress Jessica. I'm like, Jessica? He's like, Yeah, like he's like, I saw you over there playing. I'm like, dude, I'm talking to Jacqueline. I don't care about Jessica. He's like <laughs> oh shit! Oh fuck! I feel like an idiot. I totally see that. <laughs> you, you did a great Tony impersonation <laughs> with that laugh, like. Oh. It's oh, just man, I, that I, guy. I can hear it just like just like it was then. He felt so bad and he apologized. I love Tony, man. He's a good guy. There's also hidden animosity on that video because. <clears throat> I apparently acted like I was going to spray water on everybody. And I it was like by the PA and dad's giving me this fucking, I'm going to murder you where you fucking stand. <laughs> and you can see it clear as day on the tape. He is furious. And I don't actually do it, you know, or go through it. But Oh, man, that's funny. It was a weird time, Brando. Well, you know, I... Really, really thankful that we got to sit here tonight for, you know, two and a half hours now. Dang. And, uh, you know, uh, like amidst some connection issues, uh, but we still sat here and we, and we do. It's been great catching up with you, man. Absolutely, Brando. Thank you for suggesting this to me. Um, spoiler alert. I'll see you in four weeks for episode 100. I'm awesome. absolutely going to make it down. I will not miss that for the world. Hell yeah, uh, I I didn't want to tell Blaine until I was like a hundred percent locked in because I didn't want to get his hopes up. Yeah, but that's that's definitely going to be a thing. July thirty first or thirtieth, it's in my calendar. I don't have it right now in front of me because my phone's dead. But whatever that Tuesday is, there the last of July, I'll be there to uh, to be a part of that one because I think that's an absolutely special occasion. Oh, absolutely, dude! I love going over there. I love shooting the shit with Blaine. Uh, and Tyler and I, I haven't had a chance to uh, sit in with Matt too often. I don't even I don't even know if I've been there with Matt while he's been there. But uh, great guy, uh, you know. Every I, I was a part of the uh, of the uh, new um, of the side thing that he did, Gaming King Chair for Game of Thrones. I think it was on four of the eight episodes, seven episodes Hell of that. Yeah. Hell yeah! Uh, so like, I got to be there for a lot of those. It almost it almost felt like. Um, like I was one of the constants. Like I, I was like, I was a guest, but I was almost like, man, like I wasn't on the first, first master one. Master of coin, you're master, master of coin. No, no, no. 
Uh, I dubbed Blaine Master of Coin, which is a uh, inside joke because he's so bad with money. Ooh, that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, you know, it's uh, funny. One of the, the you were talking about not being on a podcast with Matt. This isn't Matt's fault, by the way. The last time I was on a podcast with Matt, it was a podcastrophe. I don't know if you've heard this story or not. So I was on podcastrophe. It was Matt, Tyler, Dick, and myself. Four people. I like had a debate with Tyler about why Venom was a suck ass movie because it was a fucking suck ass movie. Sorry, but you can't convince me otherwise. <clears throat> and uh, we did the whole podcast. It was great. Well, we got done with the show. Everybody dipped, and I was about to drive home. And I wasn't quite feeling all there. Like, I, I don't know. I, for some reason, I was just feeling a little bit off. And I text Nick Max, and I was like, hey, bro, can I swing by for a minute just to, like, catch my bearings? And he was like, oh, no problem, dude. You know, whatever. So I walked in. I shot the shit with him and Zach Davidson and a couple of people for, like, two minutes. I'm getting ready to leave. I'm like, all right, bro, I'm going to take off. I took one step towards the door. I turned around, and I was like, I'm sorry, Nick, but I think I need to go puke. And he was like, oh, no. <laughs> he said it all, like, concerning, like, oh, no. And, dude, I just went in his bathroom with Ralph. I ended up having the worst migraine of my life. Like, no, it just hit no. me out of nowhere. Right? So that is in conjunction with what I'm going to tell you now, which... I, whatever, say la vie, it's podcastrophe. This is where this kind of shit is talked about. Um, I'm going to attempt to cure my migraines with something different once and for all. Awesome. Yeah, it's going to be a trip, my friend. It's going to be a real interesting trip. That kind of trip, huh? Yeah, uh, I've actually procured some psilocybin mushrooms, and, uh, you know, they were legalized in Colorado, and I've been doing a lot of research about them. They help to cure depression, and uh, I don't know if you know who Paul Stamets is. He was on Joe Rogan. He's a mycologist who studies all kinds of mushroom, but this dude had this really terrible stutter. <clears throat> And this is his story, so I'm just repeating his story. I, I didn't live it. This is just what he said. And he just, he had bought a bunch of mushrooms. He took them. He started a trip. He climbed to this very tall tree. This guy had this terrible stutter. He couldn't ever get words out. He was always stuttering. He climbs to the top of this tall tree, and he said, Damn it, Stamets, you're going to stop stuttering right now. You're going to survive this, and you're going to stop stuttering. And he kept telling himself that while he was in the trip, while he's at the top of this tree, while there's a lightning storm happening around him, and he's all fucking tripped out of his mind, okay? And when he got down after his trip and after this storm was over, he doesn't stutter anymore. He doesn't even have any part of that in him. And it was just like, man, can you really cure your brain like that? And I've tried all these other fucking crazy drugs. I've tried fucking Vicodins that just numb the pain. I've tried... You know, a Topamax that temporarily stops the pain. Like, what if I can just cure it permanently? You know? That'd be awesome. Uh, I would just, uh, you know, have somebody with you. Oh, totally. I'm not doing this alone. I'll end up with cat shit in my hair. <laughs> oh, dude, there is that Robin Williams a bit live at the Met, man, back in the 80s, where he's talking about, like, 
the pothead eating cat litter. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? Oh yeah, that's just funny as hell. And he's like, "It's a bit crunchy, man." <laughs> and I can just imagine like, like something like you like just completely wigged out on fucking mushrooms over there going. These are the craziest fucking Tootsie Rolls I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so gross. Oh. It's like Tootsie Rolls with Pop Rocks around them. Okay, so the, the whole thing about cat shit in my hair is a little inside joke for me because my good friend Anthony famously will tell you the first and last time he ever had mushroom story in a back-to-back twofer. And in part one, he talks about how he took mushrooms watching the World Series in 2004 when the Red Sox won their first World Series. <clears throat> and he said, you know, famously is during the game, Johnny Damon hits this home run, and he said he, he hit the fucking home run into his living room. The ball just went straight into Anthony's face. He was like, whoa. You know, but he says he wakes up hours later, and he's in bed, and he keeps smelling this shit. And he's like, what is going on? Why do I smell this shit? He's looking all around, and he's like, "What?" <laughs> he's like, "Why do I smell shit everywhere?" Oh, so he goes out into the living room, and his friend, who he had done mushrooms with the night before. Takes one look at him, he says, bro, go look in the mirror. So apparently, earlier in that day, before the mushrooms, the guy had accidentally locked his cat in that room. The cat had shit on the pillow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. So Anthony laid his head down while he was on mushrooms and he didn't know he was laying his head in shit. Fell asleep, woke up the next day with shit in his hair. Oh, man. (laughs) That one got me. Are you there? Are you all right? (laughs) You survived. Yeah, I'm okay. Oh, dude. Uh, I hope that doesn't happen to you. Uh, Not interested in that. I'm setting my intent. Literally, my game plan is this. I've already thought about it. There's not a lot. It's, like, it's not a high dose. It's a, it's a, it's literally, a, what would you consider a micro dose? I'm going to ingest the micro dose. And at about 45 minutes in, I'm going to start Doctor Strange. And I'm just going to watch Doctor Strange. Oh, fuck. Because that movie in and of itself is, like, trippy. Wow. (laughs) And I'm just going to enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? And really have a nice time. And I'm going to set... What you really need to watch is a movie, like, from, like, Oliver Stone. Because Oliver Stone has those really good, like, biopics. And he has ones where he, like, where he does acid. And then, like, it makes a movie, like, The Natural Born Killers. Or uh, or U-Turn. Ooh. Natural Born Killers is a dope movie. I don't think I've seen U-Turn. U-Turn, I think it's Sean Penn and like Jennifer Lopez and Billy Bob Thornton. 
I remember watching that movie when I was a kid, thinking this movie get fucked up, and like there, like there'd be like different shots of like, like interjected where like, like Billy Bob Thornton was this like dirty mechanic who like kept making the car worse, oh. and like he would just be like, laughing with rotten teeth, like spliced into the cut of like them talking. It's like, and then that, or like he would, he like he would start marching forward, like he was getting all aggressive towards Sean Penn, and then it would go back to him just standing there, like not doing anything. Weird. It's like, maybe I'm remembering it all wrong. Maybe I was fucked up back then. I don't know, but your kid brain just couldn't process the movie. You're like, what am I even no. seeing? I just remember like um, Jennifer Lopez was banging her dad, and um, ended up trying to screw over Sean Penn. Um, ended up throwing them both off of a cliff and he climbed back up with half his teeth missing. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. And he's all oh. messed up and he's like, see you later. And then he goes to leave and the car won't start because it's, yeah, it's such a Damn, weird Damn, I'll have movie. to check that movie out, dude. It's a weird one. I haven't seen it's I haven't that, seen it since I was a kid. It's funny that you mentioned how Jennifer uh, Lopez. Lopez is banging her dad in that movie because it wouldn't be podcastrophy without incest porn being mentioned. Um, <clears throat> bingo, dropped it just like that. Do we want to wrap this thing up, bro? It's getting late for you. It's like over midnight over there, man. I can't even believe. I mean, I know you're on shutdown, but still. Yeah, man. Uh yeah, man, we can start wrapping this thing up. Uh, again, I just want to say how awesome it's been to sit down and catch up with you and talk about Absolutely. everything. Absolutely. And, and it, it, it's been something that has been long overdue. Yeah, but I'm glad it finally happened, and I'm glad that we are hitting the reset button. Our friendship is surviving. We are thriving. Who knows now what the future holds? Who, Who knows? knows, man? Who knows? Who knows? I mean... We do, but no one else does. <laughs> <laughs> but do we really? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, um, <clears throat> I'm excited for, you know, I'm, I'm definitely excited. I'm so glad that, you know, what needed to be said uh, has been said, you know. And now that, now that I, you know, I've heard you and you've heard what, you know, where my mind was and everything, it, now that's not a wonder anymore. That's not a, uh, like, man, you know, a thought in the back of your head. I mean, I wonder... Wonder what was going through Brando's head at that time. Now, like, neither one of us has to think about that. We can just move forward. Yeah, man. Put it in the past and, and just let it help evolve us as people. Because exactly. that's all we can do. we got to evolve and grow. And and that's been, like, my learning life lesson over the past year is just to take, take life in stride because it's short. We've only got this one shot. And, you know, um, as I told you, man, life can get quick quickly taken away. And it happens sometimes. And you're just like, fuck. Nah, so I agree. I uh, I'm grateful that you had this idea to do this because it not only gave us an excuse to talk about what we needed to talk about, it also gave us one of the best ribs over on Mr. Blaine that we've had. I'm so glad that we can do this to him. Fuck yeah, you, Dick. yeah, dude. Yeah, fuck <laughs> you, dude. In all serious, dude. I I love you, dude. And uh. And, and also, Nate, I can't wait to see you for 100. So, Dude, it's going to be a blast for sure. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right, folks. Well, you guys can check out Podcastrophy in several places, obviously at journeyintocomics.com, or you can go to podcastrophypod.podbean.com. You can get them on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, as well as Google Play Music and Spotify, or you can get them on Journey Into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com, on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, Spotify, CastBox, TuneIn, and many others. Just search Journey Into Comics. Network, go to patreon.com backslash journey into comics. Give us a buck for early access and exclusive content, or also go to www.gameaddictspodcast.com. Catch them every motherfucking Thursday live streaming on Twitch. I think you got does your guys' show go to YouTube automatically, or is it a, a carryover thing when you're doing the, 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 the streaming? I don't really know. All right, so you guys can check out Game Addicts. Uh, podcast each and every single Wednesday live stream on twitch.tv slash Game Addicts Play. It's also over on our Facebook page. Just go to our Game Addicts Play Facebook page and watch us there or and then like us and you know communicate with us. We're also on social media on Twitter and on Instagram, so check us out there as well. We are also on YouTube. YouTube is your one-stop shop to find everything Game Addicts Podcast related, including our audio and video podcast that are live stream on Wednesday. Those goes live on Friday. And so that way, uh, on Wednesday you have the live stream, Thursday you have the audio going out to audio sources all around the globe, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, just the same ones. Also, more recently, iHeartRadio. We are now on iHeartRadio. That's awesome news. And uh, going forward, so you have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, big, triple whammy, live stream, audio, video hitting you each and every single week. Hell yeah, man. Make sure to check them out. They're amazing. They're the best source of gaming news you can get. My opinion, maybe I'm a little bit biased. That's just me. All right, folks. Well, I think this is going to do it for episode 96 of Podcastrophy. I don't know how I ended up here, but I'm your host, Nate. That's Brando. Thanks for coming on, Brando. Yeah, I've been re- yeah no problem. And, uh, you know, thank you for doing this with me. This has been a trip. This has been awesome to hit the reset button with you. And uh, Podcast for Free will be back at you next week for episode 97. And we will make sure that you guys all have a big dick day. Later, guys. Yeah.